This episode of Video Game Apocalypse is brought to you by NordVPN. VGA listeners can get an exclusive deal at nordvpn.com lasertime by using the code lasertime. Try it risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. And welcome to episode 560 of Vigigame Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparas, coming to you from the Paul Fierce Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want it to be the Paul U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, <laughs> go to patreon.com slash laser time. Join us at the $20 level. If you just want our bonus shows, though, join us at the $5 level. But who's joining me now? Uh, uh, Chris Antista's Swarthy Resurrection. <laughs> and... <laughs> uh, I'm going to try to sound like the in-game announcer for Tekken 8. Tournament winner! Hopefully wow, that's blown out enough, you, uh, Matthew Allen. That was blown out so hard you did not even pick up. Yeah, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> it just sounded You thought distant. it was a passing plane. Yeah. <laughs> this is what it sounded like on our end. <laughs> uh, and special guest, our first guest of the new year, it's... The number one second player in my house. It's Anthony Abbott. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> And you're on Twitter, Threads, and Twitch, most importantly, as Bruce Wayne Brady. It's going to so be excited. It's going to be a very Tekken-y show. Um, you it. you actually suggested the topic. Tekken Eight is out. It came out at the end of last week, but we had it a chance to play great. it over Tekken the weekend. Eight is great, and Tekken Eight is great. Yes. Yes, the reviews One, two, are three, better four, than five, any six Tekken. Tekken. The, the reviews are better than like the last <laughs> six Tekken. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it's pretty incredible. It's just pretty incredible to see that game innovate in a way it probably should have been for a while. But mm-hmm. I think fighting games got lazy for a while. There weren't that many left. They had a hardcore fan base, and you got to keep building that fan base, man. And uh, I'm really happy with how Street Fighter and Tekken looked in, in the last year or so. It's really yeah. cool. I mean, I, I can't really comment one way or the other. I sort of dropped off that series after five. And, right, but uh, but that's like, we were I was saying it off mic. My experience with Tekken is exclusively on PlayStation One mm-hmm. and into PS2. But like, I would just play every character to the ending and. Loading up the Tekken 8 demo, I'm like, oh shit, this lore is all still canon. Yeah. <laughs> this is wonderful. Well, it's yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. weird because because I forgot that I used to be a really big Tekken fan, and I knew yeah. the lore and I knew the characters and all this stuff. So re- remembering that kind of got me back into like, all right, I'll give Tekken 8 a shot. And I played through the story immediately. I played through the silly arcade quest mode. I, I sort of learned to main Reina. And I went and like won my first online match. I was like, okay, I feel fulfilled now. I, I can stop playing for a bit. Yeah, one or no. Yeah. The opposite of CM Punk. <laughs> <laughs> Get on out of there. <laughs> you you kind of cheated, though. Like, maining Reina is sort of just like going back and maining Hihachi. Yeah, Mish- basically. She's, she's basically <laughs> Hihachi. She but, uses Mishima style. Yeah, a few different moves. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, they're... but yeah I, I've never... Like, right when Tekken Tag came out, I met a bunch of people who were super competitive with Tekken, and it was just like, I'm I'm letting this go. I'm it's letting this funny go you mentioned Tekken Tag. Mm. Oh! Oh! 
that relates directly to the theme of this week's top five. Yes, the top five that Anthony suggested that I I hinted at, I teased earlier, is, of course, Tekken spinoff games. And I I don't mean, like, Tekken Bowling, Tekken Force, the various modes. I mean, like, full-on games that spun off the Tekken franchise, whether they're strange ports or non-canon games but uh yeah let's let's just get started with number five williams do you read me i'm by the pool now hmm not your typical cruise ship is it this is their satellite base don't expect much hospitality i know what this is any civilians None. Just them. Well, that simplifies things. Oh, now I know what this is. Yeah, of course you know what this it's is. It's a spy game. Yeah, this is this is that, uh, what's the Nina game? Yeah, but Death, that's by, degrees. Yeah. Death uh, by Degrees. Tekken, Tekken Mythologies, Nina. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. I, I think hmm. that's kind of fair to say about Tekken, actually, though, is um, it's not a fast follow franchise in all regards, but what the kind fuck of it, does that mean? I love that phrase. Say it again. Well, it's a strategy in business. Fast follows basically where you see someone succeeding at a thing and immediately copy it and, ah. and try to capitalize on that. And Tekken has done that a few times where they've taken great ideas from Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat and other big fighters and mm-hmm. said, Yeah, we're gonna do that. And this is the perfect example of that of like, yeah, Mortal Kombat had mythologies. We're doing Tekken with which yeah, which, it's by the way, the full title is Tekken's Nina Williams in colon Death by Degrees. Death by Degrees. Perfect. But that's all you see also, in the box. Also, out of the entire roster, why Nina? Why Nina? Nina's not even like a main character. Such a she, weird choice to give Nina I, a spin She's off like game. always kind of hinted at like, yeah, she might know more even than the the worst uh, antagonists yeah. in the game. Well, then, like she, they, she they might be a the spy background. I, th- yeah. I think she's one of the characters with the most going on outside yeah. of fighting tournaments. Like yes, she's an assassin. She's a mercenary. True. So, yeah, that's fair. It's like here's one of her cool spy missions. And, and to this game's credit, it is not. It is not. I, I say that all the time. I wish fighting games did more Tekken Force. That they took those characters and made elongated single player side scrollers. That'd be fucking fine with me. It isn't Sub-Zero Mythologies. This control scheme is fucking crazy. Like, I had to, like, look up exactly how it played in a tutorial today because I remember it being baffling. Yeah. It's, it's not nothing such a stretch. Like, like if you consider, like, what is one of the strongest traits of any good fighting series are its characters, right? And yeah. so, like, oh, the no, fact sure. that, that devs kind of have this impulse, like, we should explore the backstory of characters more and, and we could use those characters in our things. It's like, right. Yeah, I wish actually they would do it more. Wish, Unfortunately, the times they've done it. Yeah, it's not been great, but it's worked. like, it's, isn't it bizarre to think about like no Street Fighter character really has like a, a Wolverine Origins game? <laughs> like they, yeah. they don't have a spinoff. Yeah. Like, why does yeah, that like, never happen? Zangi, like Chun Li hunting down, like <laughs> yes. Chun Li, yeah, Chun Li hunting down in Bison or something. Yeah, yeah. There's no Guile Special that. Forces game. That's right? true. Yeah, maybe there should. Yeah. Be. Charlie Nash starring Chris Klein. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you feel like yeah, there should have been, but you're right, Matt. All the examples do not <laughs> make they've a never, great case for such never a thing. Worked, so maybe <laughs> no. yeah, what do we but know? Actually, I guess there was Street Fighter 2010, but that doesn't really count. Anyway, I mean, the, yeah, the weird claim to fame with this one was like, like Chris said, the control scheme that like everything Ooh. is controlled by the the right analog stick, and you shouldn't even be thinking of this as a brawler. 
Basically, this is a Resident Evil style game, like old school Resident Evil with fixed camera angles. And then when enemies show up, you use the analog stick to kick or punch or whatever in their direction. You can do throws, you can get weapons and uh, guns, in which case it becomes a twin stick shooter for as long as your ammo holds out you also don't really have camera controls unless you're running it's so weird it's so it it looks like uh all right metal gear got away with shitty camera controls <laughs> so why don't we take mark of crees <laughs> uh, <laughs> play style make it worse and then make a tech and spin off out of it but it, it i don't know I, I didn't actually get hands on with it or i did but like back in the ps2 era mm-hmm. i don't i don't remember how it played or or not like it doesn't look very satisfying, just because mm, it's not. It's not wonderful. I can say. Yeah, that. the gameplay is so untekken. Yeah, it's it's yeah, sort of clunky. The, but go ahead. Well, this is one of the few I actually have not played, and I was a target audience for this as like a yeah. giant Tekken fan. Mm-hmm. And I remember when this game came out, looking at it, being like, I don't know about that. Even when it dropped to like to the bargain prices, I was like, it just seems weird. I, I just it it didn't grab me, and everything I saw about it looked off. You know. I will give them credit though. This came out, StarCraft Ghost did not. So the fact that they shipped <laughs> a character spinoff action-adventure game, all right, they, yeah. they can post that. You well, know? And, and it yeah. also says something like, despite it's kind of a mediocre game, but, you know, it's memorable. Like, everybody remembers, like, oh, yeah, Tekken did this for some reason. There was the Nina Williams it, game. It also isn't lazy. No. It, it, it's like trying to create a new gameplay style. Like, that's not easy. It's, it's almost... Yeah. In, in the modern light, foolish to have done something like that, to, to take nothing of Tekken's formula and bring it into this game. I just realized, though, you kind of nailed it. Why, Nina, though, Michael? Because, like, if I'm thinking, like, Street Fighter, like, would you do a Ryu series? Like, no, that dude's life revolves around finding new people yeah. to fight The, and the Ryu himself. series is called Street Fighter. It, it's called Street Fighter. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. And, even, and even Tekken, I'm like, well, Jin, what is it, what's his life? Going after his dad and trying Fishing to you know family I mean? members out of volcanoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. so it's like the, there's no side story there, but this is a character that's like, yeah, I got other things going on, you know. Exactly. It's, so yeah, it makes sense. And she's a super spy. But this is also a series I, I laugh multiple times while playing the new game of like someone mentions like, oh boy, they have a ninja, and I'm like, which one? There's a multiple ninja series. <laughs> so many ninjas. I I guess I, the only really prominent one in eight might be Raven. But uh, I Yoshimitsu, feel like there used to be more. more um, Yoshimitsu, I guess, is more samurai than ninja. Yeah. But, I think Kunimitsu yeah. used to be one. I don't know if she's in 8 like yeah. as an unlockable character. But. She's she's not in 8. She was in 7. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if she, if she comes back because people were so happy to see her back in 7. Mm-hmm. But I, I almost wonder if Death by Degrees was like, hey, Tekken Force is a great mode. Let's make that into a game. But it doesn't play like Tekken Force. So I wonder if that would have maybe helped it. A little bit, if it played like Tekken Four, yeah. it wasn't that ins- the, the package of Tekken Three, by the way. Like they also had a volleyball game mm-hmm. with, <laughs> and yeah, like eighty characters with endings and so many cutscenes. Holy shit! Yeah, and Tekken Bowling. <laughs> Everyone loves Tek- Tekken Bowling. They didn't. Bowling. They didn't spin off into their own volleyball game like DOA. So come yeah. on, give yeah, them some true. credit exactly. there. And only one nothing. character so far in the new game lets me buy a bikini costume for them. That oh, I had, that is it I Kuma? Found. Yeah. Uh it's I think it's <laughs> I think it's Jin's sister. Uh, oh, I want to see if I want to see if King's t- is that Asuka? Titties are furry. She's no, cousin. no, it's it's the um it's the Peruvian, it's the coffee girl. Oh, I think that's yeah. the only oh, bikini. Yeah, yeah. I was just saying the 
She yes. has like the coolest dances and the best stage where ah, mm-hmm. llamas just wander onto the fighting mm-hmm. plane. Mm-hmm. Elisa Barista, I believe mm-hmm. her name is. I have not played <laughs> the, anything but the demo of Tekken 8. Like her, one of her victory things, I think, is, is or I can't remember if it was a, a cutscene during the story or a victory th- screen in the fight, but like the, the background around her just becomes like a coffee ad that she poses in briefly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. that's in the concept art you can unlock too. Yeah. Yeah, she's all about that. I mean, her. Okay, we'll we'll talk about it when we get to the In the meantime, okay, Nina Williams, Death by Degrees, eh? But it's a memorable starting point for this. Nina, one of the most boring characters from the new game, by the way. Like, kind of is. It's like she's barely in it. Why is she one of the bad guys? Uh, I guess she's always kind of bad. She switches back and forth. That's true. Anyway, let's move on to number four. have to give this game some credit it managed to squeeze the sounds and the characters and most of the feel of oh i didn't think we were tekken including 3. This. is this one of the handheld games this is tekken advance, advance. Yeah. it's insane. 2002's tekken advance were those some law yep. bruce lee like yes. yelps i heard there's a law fighting <laughs> yoshimitsu it, it looks it looks ridiculous but i was looking at reviews from it at the time like it's astonishing they got this much of Tekken in the, the GBA. Yeah. This is nuts. If and, and it's, the way they talk about it is like obviously everyone in the world is playing Tekken, and if you need obviously. it on the go, yeah. <laughs> this is the this is the absolute best way to do it. Eight point five out of ten, and it it'll look ridiculous now because it the sidestep is the only three D aspect. The rest of it is it's kind of pixel art, right? Yeah, well, the backgrounds yeah. are three D. It's it's they they do the thing where it's like they take images of the 3D models and they turn them into sprites. So it's like this is very clearly mm. a 2D model that moves kind of stiffly but it it looks like the 3D character from the game. It moves kind of like the 3D character not very smoothly. But like I can do most of the same moves. I you know, I immediately try to play Xiao Yu and do like my favorite move which is the the sort of sweeping kick where she ends up facing backwards at the end of it mm-hmm. and then you do another mm-hmm. kick to launch your opponent in the air always a good strategy in a fight by the way turn yes. your back to your opponent that's, you that's the surefire <laughs> way to win if you can follow up with a, an air juggle yeah. go for it but just I, show them your kidneys because yeah. that's that's how you win fights is here hit me right here in the, all the sensitive soft spots but it doesn't go Don't into the second phase you. like they have that kick but then she like Oh really? She goes. She goes, and it's facing backwards for like a split second, and then the sprite immediately reverses. Ah. So it's like, oh, well, I, I do have a theory why Tekken held up and, and probably holds up to on handheld, mm-hmm. maybe better than some other fighting series. Because you will recall, like Street Fighter, when they've done this, they've had to take some creative liberties with their controls, right? But Tekken, mm-hmm. um, and is and always has always been a series that basically revolves around four face buttons, right? Each mm-hmm. mapped yeah. to a different limb of the fighter. The shoulder buttons for Tekken are usually just like, hey, this is reproducing if you're combining, pressing multiple of these face buttons at one time. And so something like GBA, it's like, yeah, they don't have a lot of buttons. You don't need a ton of buttons for, for Tekken. You know, yeah, you don't need... You, you can get by with punch and kick. Yeah. Yeah. That's about it. Even yeah. though GBA had the, the shoulder buttons, I think it uses it for, uses like the R button for throw. And that's about it. Yeah, which is usually, I think, yeah. just a combination of jump and of punch and kick, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a short, short. It's like a hot key, but uh, 
Yeah, it, it is different than other fighting series in that regard. Like every major series is pretty much Street Fighter model, right? Like uh, mm-hmm. low, medium, high punch, low, medium, high kick. And Tekken's always been different in that regard. Yeah, just left, right. And I think uh, the the Soul Blade, Soul Caliber series kind of took that same formula. Or at least it always yeah. felt extremely I'm going to ask like now, Tekken. by the way, do you have Soul Caliber on this list? I do not. I, do, I don't count that as like an official spinoff. But I mean... Yoshimitsu's first appearance was in that a Tekken true. game, that is and true. he's a and staple character Soul for Soul Calibur. Yeah. Should have brought it up <laughs> last week, dickwad. I would have shattered I? it down. Didn't I? Shattered oh, wait, I down. did bring up Soul Calibur last week. <laughs> you did. <laughs> yeah, I did shut it down. Yeah, I guess, okay, yeah, I hadn't thought about that connection. I guess, this sort of counts. I oh. hadn't either, honestly. You can, you can call it our number zero if you don't like it. Um, but we did think of this. Number three. Round one. Oh, wait, I know this one. I heard Pikachu. Is that Pikachu? Oh, man. Had to have two Pikachus <laughs> fighting. In which game? Pokken Tournament. Pokken Tournament. Pokken Tournament, whatever. Yep. Yeah, that. Which this this I, thing that I didn't make that association <laughs> until you pointed it out, and I'm like, are you serious? This is a Tekken spinoff? Yes. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is yeah, developed by Bandai, it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Bandai Namco, yeah. 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 Uh, There's yeah. sidestepping everything in this game. I... I, that had like I'd forgotten that, and this is one of those things I mean to remember. But I'd fallen off Tekken, and was I mean I'm more into Pokemon now than I was ten years ago, which even then isn't a lot. Mm-hmm. But that this is an arcade game made by Namco in the style of Tekken, and I just like couldn't get over looking at the comparisons today on YouTube. They just took the move sets from Tekken and applied them to tiny, tiny. Or incredibly large Pokemon. A lot of them. I mean, it's yeah. it's weird. It's a weird yeah. game to try and get into because it has two phases, first off. So it starts out looking like a like a Pokemon battle screen where like you're at the lower left end, your opponent is at the upper right uh, corner, and then you're just like it's it's almost an overhead isometric view of this arena. You're running around, you're lobbing attacks at each other. The control scheme is very simplified compared to Tekken. You have like one melee attack, and then like three different uh, Pokemon energy whatever attacks. You have backup Pokemon that you can call in that like they take time to charge, and then you can call them in to do a special attack. You you have. Um, that I, I, I've already forgotten what it's called, but it's like the charged up mode. It's sort of like the heat mode in in Tekken, uh, where like yeah. you, your moves become more powerful. You can pull off a super attack as long as it's active, and but then you get in close and you do like a specific move, and all of a sudden it switches from field mode field phase into dual phase. And now it's like side scrolling Tekken. You can, uh, or you know, side to side. You can you can sidestep, uh, and it's a little bit more melee focused. Maybe one of your energy attacks also becomes a melee. The 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 buttons switch around. So, uh, but you can still do the the familiar like I'm going to hit these two buttons and execute a throw. Oh, that works beautiful. Um, you have a jump button, which is feels off for a game that's supposed to be inspired by Tekken. Well, this is a game that uh, was also one of those Wii U games that got ported to Switch that right, kind of got, yeah. like, a little new life on Switch. And some friends and I played a demo of it, like, oh, let's try this out. I ended up playing the game for, like, a month straight because we were like, this is actually way more fun than we expected. 
And uh, I remember seeing when the game originally came out, like an actual competitive tournament where a Tekken player, who was a Tekken pro player, actually was playing in the Pokken and won the whole tournament for it. Mm-hmm. So, like, some of the Tekken, like, competitive scene was actually into this game for a little bit when it came out. I, I didn't even know it got a Switch port until today. Yeah. Same, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was just, oh, that came and went back in the Wii U era, right? Yeah. Nope. That, that's, no. And, it's I, and it had popular. a free demo, because that's the only way I played this, is I just downloaded I was like, what is, yeah. you know, you get your new system, you're like, I'm going to download all the free shit just to try it out. And, like, I... I know this is a sort of long-running series, but this is my first exposure to it, and I was like, "This is not so batshit crazy." Like, why yeah. are <laughs> why are these Pokemon? I know that Pokemon fight for a living, like that's what you do. Mm-hmm. It's you know, but like they don't fight like this. No, <laughs> you know, normally. Like, I just I, I just wanted to be there for the pitch meeting because is is this a desperate Namco or a desperate Nintendo? Like, hey, make a Pokemon game. We don't want to, but. Yeah, Nintendo Ash, you kind of got to. I'm sure it's like, uh, no, we're very excited to be working with Pokemon. This, yeah, this who pitches this to who is what amazing. I want to know. Because it, it doesn't seem like something that would come about organically. Honestly, I would imagine Bandai Namco would have pitched it to Nintendo. It's possible. Because it's like, this seems like, working with these characters seems like a license to print money. Yeah, yeah. unless you're making Pokken tournaments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that Pokken, it's also, it's a riff on Tekken, but like, if you take what these these two words mean, it's just like oh, it's like pocket fist because Pokemon short for pocket monsters and Tekken in trouble for that for middle like, school. What Tetsu Ken, whatever, <laughs> Iron Fist. <laughs> what about middle school? Yes, nothing. Right. Chris was known as the king of the pocket fist in uh. middle school. <laughs> <laughs> You have a wee wee this small, it's totally possible. Just jam your whole fist in there. Yeah, I can get done before I find the remainder. <laughs> or it's so big you have to insert your fist to feel anything at oh, all. That's true. Yeah. I'm sounding with my own it. arm. <laughs> then you had to I can see it. I can switch see it. it up. Uh huh. Yeah. Making my Italian heritage proud. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is going to be a quick top five, unless we can think of something else to say about Pokemon Tournament. It's <laughs> it's pretty neat. It's, no, uh, I haven't heard, yeah. but that's the thing. I haven't heard anybody bring this up for yeah years. It was kind of a shock. But yeah, the, the demo's out there. Grab the demo and pl- try, oh, try it out. But, like, uh, it, was less than, it was like less than a year after it came out on Wii U. It's like practically a, a launch window game for Switch. Mm. That's that's probably why we were not uh, yet yeah. begging to set to save all that's our Wii right. U games yeah. onto the Switch. So you're right. It came yeah. out the the Wii U version was 2016. The Switch version was 2017. So yeah, it was like first the, year the, the first Switch. wave of Wii U to Switch conversions. Huh. Yes. All right. Interesting. Anyway, let's move along to number two. The infamous Shadowly Corporation, led by M. Bison have set their sights on obtaining the Pandora to augment their already powerful technology. However, standing in their way is the Mishima Zaibatsu, an organization also intent on securing Pandora. The confrontation between these two giants shall erupt in a war that will ensnare the entire world. Now, now, I've seen the movies, and I know the proper way to pronounce that is Shadow Lao and Mishima <laughs> Zaibatsu. Or Shadow Law. Or... Right? Like, 
how do you get Lauer Law out of there's two O's at the end? It's Lou. It's Shadow, Shadow whatever Lou. it takes to get Chris Klein in this movie. I, I think <laughs> I think it's because they're cognizant of the UK market where Lou means toilet. So it's, oh, no, they're not the poop. Shadow Toilet Organization. Shadow Poop. Mm-hmm. And then you infringe on a Sonic IP. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do that. Hey, I'm Shadow Lou. How you doing? <laughs> hey, I'm Shadow Lou. <laughs> I'm I'm his what did, what did Kant say his utter uh, we, we shadow were as close, Lou. We were as close to Michael doing a spit take as I've ever seen on this show. Just <laughs> I, I had to restrain it. I, you're right. So this has to be Street Fighter Cross Tekken, a game yes. that I really really liked. Huh? Um, yes. At first, I, or eventually, I from day one I had a, a, okay. a group of friends. We played fighting games together. We all got this at launch. We really liked Street Fighter Cross Second, except there was a weird like gym system that was in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But as far as the the gameplay of it, I really liked it. We we played the crap out of this game for a while. Jim, yeah, Jim, Jim, yeah, Jim. That gym yeah, system, I remember. So I I worked at the, uh, Capcom when this game was. It had already come out, and I was there around the time the 2012 ver- update version was released, which. Most people liked more, but those mm-hmm. tournaments of like, yeah, this tournament should be two and a half hours. That gem system created such a fucking clog in doing tournaments. Like everybody needs to set up everything, and it was just—I don't know—I don't know what it was for. I—I I, I did not work on the game. The funniest thing I remember, and I—I do, I do want to point just real quick. Anybody out there who? Gave death threats to Capcom employees on Twitter over this game. Do you feel silly now? At least that, was it worth it? Was it were, worth were the it? death threats over this game, or was it over the fact that the we never got the reciprocating game? Uh, no, I, well, I think the death threats came because of this character. One day, Mega Man learned about the meteorite that landed in the Antarctic from his good friend and companion, Roll. Roll guesses that the box that was contained inside the meteorite could be from an ancient civilization. Be serious, Roll! That thing came from outer space! There's no way it could be... Some sort of an ancient man-made satellite! Not waiting to debate, Mega Man travels to the South Pole in search of the satellite. Uh, I think Mega Man and... Uh, was it uh, yes. Pac-Man? They might have been exclusive to the PS3 version? And, no. Uh, what Cole from uh, yeah, Cole, from Cole McGrath from Infamous? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's most of what I remember fr- about this game, honestly, and Infamous. and also yeah. just the strangeness yeah. of like how did the Tekken characters like the Street Fighter characters? Half of them are fireball based. There's no fireball Tekken characters. How are you going to balance this? And it's like, well, you know, the Tekken characters can do the combos from their game. Uh, yeah. So okay, well that's something. yeah, but I okay, so I didn't work at Capcom like Chris did. So, Kristen, I know you mm-hmm. probably can't confirm some stuff officially on Mike at risk of well, getting sued. So just sort of nod your head to me if, if my theory is correct. Here's my theory about how this deal went down. As an outsider's take, this is the equivalent to a guy coming first and then just not finishing off the girl because we got one yeah. half of the deal. We had the street. Capcom's like, yeah, we got our stuff, our mm-hmm. version, our Street Fighter game using your Tekken characters. Oh, sorry, the other half of that of you getting a Tekken game using Street Fighter characters. Sorry, yeah. that's just well, not going to happen. The closest we got know? was Akuma in Tekken 7. The, exactly. Yeah. And I think yeah. I think my one of my personal concerns was like, this is something fans have been waiting a lifetime to see. And like, 
Yeah, because you can only do it once, and you can kind of only do it when it's over. Like, when when both series aren't strong enough to succeed on their own. It wasn't born through anything like that. It just seemed like a good idea, and Capcom combines with other fighting game series pretty mm-hmm. frequently. All the time, yeah. On yeah. and yeah. off. That was, well, I think there, there was, like, a separate, just Capcom Bandai crossover game before, right? That That's oh, wider the, than just Tekken. Something Edge... Yeah, uh, yeah. Cross, but, but edge, like, some, I can't remember. I, I know this isn't Project how it went down, but at the time, it very much came across as like the yeah. bigger fighting game bully they, being like, they yeah, still we, we have got our not. Con- I, I think last I checked, and it was like a year or two ago, they've not confirmed Tekken Cross Street Fighter is not happening. Right, it, like so, just not saying anything about it. No, oh, it's just I called like Namco the, Cross Capcom. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Namco. I, I feel like. Having Akuma in Tekken 7 was kind of a proof of concept of, can we get a Street Fighter character to work in this engine? Which became such a hit that Akuma mm. was even like a hit with like competitive players like in tournaments. It was a resounding um, yes. And I think that that's what pisses yeah. people off even more. Is like, yeah, this works actually quite well. I think it might have well. worked better. But, yeah. but I think that Akuma in 7 was kind of like, okay, we're going to try this and see if it works. Which kind of led to like a lot of other guest characters in 7, like yeah. Negan and Noctis and all this stuff. But I think it also yeah. was uh, people have asked Harada about this before, and he's the most he's kind of said is like I think at the time, uh, Tekken Tag 2's sales were lower, where the franchise was in a questionable state. Mm-hmm. So to have tried to do the Tekken Cross Street Fighter thing was like, well, we need to see if we can fix Tekken first. So I think Akuma was kind of like a make good, and, and, and that might have been why so well. The why Street Fighter Cross Tekken came out first because that was the more. That was the better selling series at the time. I don't know why Capcom focused their energies on it first. I would have done yeah. it in reverse. But if they were taking the time to retool Tekken, I understand. The 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 funny thing, not funny, but like the way I heard it, the Mega Man thing was controversial because at the time, bad mm. box art Mega Man was seen as a slap in the face for fans who hadn't gotten any Mega Man. But the this now that we're past that, I think the silly thing was remember Mega Man Nine came out and they released like. You know, those cheesy 80s box art of Mega Man. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have one behind me, and I know I do. Uh, (laughs) But uh, Japan didn't understand that. Like, why would you market our game with the biggest embarrassment (laughs) to Mega Man that we've ever had? The yellow-suited Mega Man 1 US box art. Why would you do that? And then it was... Japan was baffled. Like, look how well-received this joke was in America. And so they got a hair up their ass. Like, it, well, dude, holy shit, we were wrong. Bad box art Mega Man rules. Let's make this character. And by the time it got to America, like, now might not be the right time to do this. And, like, now might not be the right time to tell Japan to stop making a character. Yeah. And um, <laughs> well, it, it's and one of those go. things where it's, it's just like they didn't get the joke. And then they didn't quite get that it was an ironic joke. Like, no, no, no. People don't yes. just love bad box art Mega Man. That shouldn't be the character going forward. But that's, Japan's that's the like, only... no, you love it. You you bought all the things with the bad box art. That's the only scoop I'm giving you here is that the, the joke was elongated by someone who never understood the joke in the first place. So it's mm. sort of like your dad saying yeah. something. He's like, that's my jam. And everyone laughs at him. And he says it 10 other times yeah. throughout the rest of Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, just uh, going to point or... out also a highly unnecessary character in a game that's supposed to be about Street Fighter and yeah. Tekken. Yes. What the fuck is Mega Man even doing in there to begin with? But I'm, Get I'm him saying out of it was, it was, yeah. it was well-intentioned in that sense. Like it was just like, oh, everyone thought that was funny. We want to yeah. put something funny in here because the game is funny. It is like, yeah. most of the game is funny. 
And it's it's that that character is sort of an extrapolation of the bad box art idea also that like he's he's like a a completely alternate universe, like a a space adventure. Just this fat dude with a pistol runs around and and looks everyone had the like shitty comment. This is how they treat the best character of all time. Like what? This is not this. I hate all you people. I hate the internet and jokes all the time. I hate them. Yeah, yeah. But it is is like a... Yeah, they they ran up against a section of the internet that doesn't understand jokes either. It it just... Yeah, now that Mega Man is still doing stuff, kinda... Mm -hmm. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Fuck you, is that what I want to (laughs) say? You got got Mega Man 11. uh, For better or worse. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and and my favorite... But again, the stories behind... It was bothersome and a lot of anger came, but our favorite thing was a gift that always popped up. It was from an infomercial of like, are you tired of serving the same old boring stuff? And it was a mother bringing a tray of like pancakes over to a family excited napkins in their collars and holding forks and knives. And then they see what's on the tray and they're like, ah, and someone just put Street Fighter Cross Tekken logo in that. It, like, I never got tired of seeing that. It was creative and funny. It was the funniest thing. It, multiple people in the company couldn't stop laughing at that. <laughs> is your dessert so boring? It's got your family snoring. That's it. That's what. It, yeah, it was in black and white with the color Street Fighter Cross Tekken logo. I, I will say for the group of us that played and loved this game, it was a cool mix of you know. All of like the Capcom versus games at the time, mm-hmm. and the the tag even felt like the Tekken tag. Like something about it felt like a nice merging gameplay wise. So it was from a gameplay wise, you know, it was like Street Fighter Four had been out. From that side, it was like Street Fighter Four tag almost for some of us, mm-hmm. and that's why we mm-hmm. played the crap of it. Yeah, take the gems out. I feel like that game just God, I wish it, almost perfect tag. Yeah. That I was I was at the finals and. The finals went, I think, three hours over because of like how long it would take for every player to set up. Because that gem system was like another like imagine a character select screen and then five more character select screens. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it was like, and it just didn't move fast at all. Holy shit, we were overbooked. Oh man, the money involved in that shit is insane. Overbooking a venue that size. I just remember talking to somebody. At the time, it's like, man, it's so cool how, like, see, the Street Fighter Four, like, really, you know, prompted this explosion of this return to this two D fighter style. You've got Mortal Kombat doing the same thing, and it opened the door to all these versus games. It's like, yeah, I think Street Fighter Cross Tekken's going to kill it. <laughs> I think it's going to kill I, this. But trend. that's that's when you do it, you know. Like, mm-hmm. uh, arguably, the high point of the golden age of animation is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Like, what? big thing of those characters done yeah. after that that isn't like a complete reboot it, it it that's when you do it is when it's all over mm-hmm. and that's when disney will combine marvel and star wars in 2035 um they will totally it's, do that it's an inevitability at this point <laughs> yes. just like thanos it is inevitable speaking yes. of thanos which one more disappointing this or marvel versus capcom infinite hmm. uh I, probably for different reasons. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't around for Infinite. Um, I came yeah. around to Infinite late, and actually, I've I've, I've come around to kind of like defend that game gameplay wise. It's a really fun game to play. I think that game got a lot of bad stuff because it didn't have X Men characters in it. But it, mm-hmm. as far as a solid fighting game, Infinite's really good. If I had to play one of them today, I'd play Infinite. Honestly. Mm-hmm. By the way, I really hated seeing my friends and colleagues have to fall. I never got to say it at the time, fall on their sword 
Why aren't there X-Men characters in the game? Because Capcom made that decision. Yes. Yes. Please address all your negativity towards us and never Marvel. Never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> never Marvel. You know it wasn't Capcom. Holy shit. How dare they say Magneto's not important? First of all, they didn't. Mm-hmm. Marvel did. <laughs> they, they literally didn't say that, and Marvel said that, literally. So, sh- God damn, why am I getting this out now? Yeah. Why'd you bring this up? <laughs> it's as good a time <laughs> it's as therapeutic. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, the, and this was like the, the height of Capcom's versus era when they brought back Marvel versus Capcom 3. It did mm-hmm. amazing. So, like, okay, we'll do a revamped version of this, an expanded version. That does amazing. So they do... Um, the the Tatsunoko versus Capcom and like half these characters have never been seen in the US and the fans love it it doesn't sell great but it's like let's do Street Fighter Cross Tekken I was waiting for you to say it did amazing I'm like hold up there pal no, <laughs> well, not sales wise but well, people loved it it well, got a yes, lot of yes, acclaim like yeah. sales wise like a huge battle was I think we had Seth Killian on a, on a show and he talked about it a really hard battle was fought to find the rights to all those characters but that's because the fighting game scene was so strong on the Capcom front I'm just pointing that out. Uh, when Street Fighter uh, Street Fighter Tekken came out, Tekken was the one lagging, yeah. and it, but that was mostly in America. Tekken's always been super strong in Japan in our, our arcades. Where our, in Japan, at, especially ten years ago, where arcades still made a shitload of money, a ton of money. Pocken Tournament is an arcade was an arcade game yep. first. Because th- that's how important arcades were less than 10 years ago. And it was an arcade game I found out that had console-style controllers rather than sticks Bullshit, and Bullshit, really? Yeah. Really? Apparently so, because, yeah, they want people to, like, oh, you, you're used to this. You're not used to joysticks anymore, so. But it's like, I would think that that'd be less durable, but I guess easier to replace. Mm. Anyway. Huh. No, I, I can't imagine. Mm. I, well, boo, I, again, that's I don't know. according what... to Wikipedia. It's really hard. Like, I only worked there for a couple years, but like, you having to factor in an arcade in your game coming out in the modern era was infuriating. But now I find it fascinating because you really, you basically are putting your code for an unreleased game in a box in public and hoping, (laughs) hoping a nerdy teen working the arcade. Has it secure enough that no one takes your code, takes your controllers? Mm. Holy shit! It was to me, it was terrifying. But yeah, I think this came out. Did it come out in arcades first, or was that Street Fighter? I can't remember. But it would. There would be exclusivity windows for arcades for fighting games even ten years ago. But yeah. not in America. That was not a factor. But I think that's what we forget with Tekken. Tekken had. You can speak to Anthony. Had a bit of a doldrum period, did it not? Like from. Five to seven, yeah. at least. So you could say seven, even. Yeah, it wasn't. It I, I remember seven was the first one I picked up, and well, like, I really like this. Three, of course, like one of the best fighting games of all time, and then four, mm-hmm. they changed the gameplay of four. A lot of people didn't care for it, so four kind of yeah. dropped off. So five again, they jumped back up, kind of like five was like back to the way three was, and it was very successful. And then six drops off again. And then they do Tag 2, and Tag 2 drops off in sales. Yeah. 7, actually, 7 had a couple of versions that they put out before it finally went from arcade to console, but 7 mm-hmm. eventually would become the best-selling game in the franchise. Yeah. And wow. so, 7 had, like, the PSVR gimmick also, where, like, yeah. had, you could... And everything gimmick. Yeah, you can play in VR, and I tried it, and it's just like, oh, yeah, it's like you're looking at a 3D version of the <laughs> fighting field. Um, it, it had it a, char- a great character creator, a hilarious character creator that only mm-hmm. Soul Calibur had really attempted. 
I don't know this to be the case, but sometimes it does feel like within Bandai Namco, they kind of favor, they go back and forth between Tekken and Soul Calibur. And right now it feels like Soul Calibur is definitely on kind of a weaker uh, swing in, in its life cycle of, yeah. the, of the franchise. And Tekken it's is strange. on an upsurge, well, you know, so strange, Tekken's yeah. getting more attention right Soul now. Soul Calibur mm. 6 also is a reboot. Like, we're just going to reset the plot back to Soul Calibur 1 and we're going to introduce Geralt for a reason. Call it Soul Calibur 1! Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and was the sixth one that, like, it had the story mode that focused on Lars and Elisa? And it's just like, yeah. I don't like these characters. I don't like this story mode. Yeah. <laughs> and six also yeah. is notorious for the online. Tekken's netcode struggled for so long mm. from PS3 era on, but six was, like, notoriously bad online. Mm. Of course, arcade and, you know, in-person tournaments were still going on, but six was, like, People just couldn't stand playing online. It was almost unplayable sometimes. How do you not like Elisa? She's a love robot that's amazing. That uh, <laughs> she, she loves Lars, I should say. Not a, mm-hmm. She's not a love not a love robot. That came out wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Boskanovich's android daughter. You know, Nintendo used to make love robots before they made games. <laughs> robot is the Japanese word She's for a hotel, robot, right? She's a robot who loves Lars. It's, and and there were some big Lars reveals in A. I'm just going to say that. Or one big, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm only saying that because I couldn't be happier to see Tekken be back on the lips of, like, every gamer and not just fighting game fans and with no complaints, really. Uh, or minimal complaints. Things that can all be fixed. But, like, an open and inviting Tekken game again. I think seven yeah. did that because that it, it it pulled me in to just play around with it, and I'm never going to get competitive at it. I, but yeah. I just thought it was fun again. Well, Tekken Eight is very open and inviting and fun. But before we get into it in earnest, we have to talk about. Yoshimitsu Beach Volleyball. I can see this intro in my head. This game rules. Yes, it does. So yeah, it's uh, it's holiday 2000. You've just gotten a PlayStation, PlayStation 2, 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, you pop in Tekken Tag Tournament. You're, you're, yep, you've just finished playing Ridge Racer yeah. after or like the third race and realized that game Fantavision. Fantavision. Yeah. <laughs> you had you had at that point. Remember you remember what the best reviewed game on PS2 was at launch? It, um, it yeah. was the snowboarding game, right? SSX. SSX. Yeah. It was SSX. Was I, I just remember a, 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 like a subhead in in fucking EGM. Like Saddam Hussein is porting. PS is hoarding PS2s for their technology, and it was just a picture of me. He's like, at least SSX is pretty cool, and like <laughs> because that was the, that was the reputation the PS2 had at launch. It was the first disappointing launch in the history of launches. This this game probably more than any other, and I don't know this was a launch title, but it certainly it came wasn't. right after launch. It was launch. Like, it, it was launch, launch window, yeah. and it, it was, was October twenty sixth. It this was is the like most, the first game that I'm like, this is a must. This is beautiful. Yeah. yeah, this is yeah. fucking, and you you well, can't look it up on YouTube to see why. But I just remember like. Are those individual blades of grass moving? Mm. I have never seen that before in my yeah, life. It was it was a huge graphical showcase for PS2, which is interesting because it's like it wasn't Tekken Four, but it, like this is the first Tekken after three, and it looks yeah beautiful. Um, doesn't really have 
anything like endings or you know any any sort of a story. It's just like you you get an opening cutscene, you play through arcade mode, you get an ending cutscene. That's just random well, shots I, of the characters I, looking I think cool. Two has a story, right? Tekken Tag Two, two. does have a story. So we're, we're including yeah. Tekken Tag Two in this list because they're both. Very interesting projects. The tag gameplay is a lot of fun, being able to swap out characters when you're about to be demolished. Um, it's always yeah. always useful. But, uh, yeah, 2 has endings, and they're actually pretty elaborate and funny. Dad, look! It's Kuma! <laughs> no, no, son. That's not Kuma. <laughs> you see, that's just a wild grizzly bear. Huh? Forest? <laughs> Kuma? Don't bring him this way! Shouldn't even need to tell you what's happening there, but... Uh, the Tekken visited the country bears. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, it's Paul Phoenix and uh, Marshall and Forrest Law out in the middle of nowhere in Alaska, and Forrest throws a rock at a sleeping grizzly, and it chases them, and... Can I can I tell you my headcanon here? Because sure. this is like right around when I got involved in the fighting game community. Again, I've always been like, I party with the f- fighting game community. I don't play fighting games, but mm-hmm. I hung out with them for years and years and years on end. I remember Tech and Tag in particular. Uh, I remember going to arcade. I never went to an arcade to play people in Street Fighter, so I didn't really see like a competitive scene there. When I went to college, Tech and Tag had come out and like, I was kind of all business when I went to college or dropping out over and over again at community college. But hmm. the Tekken Tag, it was like one machine. There wasn't an arcade. There was one Tekken Tag machine. And I'm like, if I go here, I'll see someone I know. And because it was, it was people were gravitating towards that. So at the time, what my friends were doing, it was mostly Marvel versus Capcom too. Mm. Or that's what everybody was playing, but that game was a couple yeah. of years old. But it was like it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And so I think Tekken's like this tag thing might be a thing, and we won't have to make a four <laughs> if we <laughs> yeah. just ah. like take the tag thing and like expand on what Tekken is. And it fucking worked. It, it, it as it far as does. I remember, Anthony well, can correct me. You, might you, you mentioned headcanon though, and what I learned is. Um, and Michael, you played like one of those story things is like the Tekken tag games are technically not counted as canon. And so no. there's a lot of crazy shit that they yeah, do nutty. story-wise that just doesn't affect the main series canon whatsoever. I, isn't it yeah. Tekken tag, maybe two, that really explores the Jinpachi Mishima, which is supposed to be yeah, I think, he's, Heihachi's yeah. dad? He's, a, he's like, a major character in, in Tekken in tag, tag 2. two. And also uh, Heihachi is mysteriously young. And if you play through his his arcade mode and you get to his ending, you find out that like, oh, he's he takes a potion to make himself young, and his scientist has perfected this potion. It's going to give him back his old body, and then he like goes through this transformation sequence and just becomes a bear, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> just gets upset at the scientist and starts shaking her by the shoulders, just like in Brave. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> well, and what was cool about Tick and Tag in both of these games? There's certain characters, if you had them as a tag team, they would have, like, custom tags. Like, if you have King and Armor King, they could mm-hmm. do, like, more of a wrestling-style mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, uh, I remember yeah, in Tag yeah. 1, 
being blown away that if you saw, I think, Armor King would pick him up on the shoulders and King comes flying in with a clothesline. And they were yeah. the only ones that could do that. <laughs> and there was these little... Some there was Dudley like Boy shit. Easter egg. <laughs> yeah, like these little Easter egg combinations you could find. Tag 2 expanded on that. And you had certain characters, you know, there were universal things, someone could knock you in there and come in, but you picked right combinations and they had like really fun custom tag moves. And I remember actually, Chris, being in college and in our arcade, we had uh, Golden Tee, Pac-Man, yeah, and Tekken yeah, Tag. Exactly. And, and Tekken guess Tag which, which two games had no line, <laughs> no one crowded yeah. around them. And between classes, sometimes during classes, a lot of us were playing Tekken Tag 1, and that kind of started the obsession for us, and then we all bought it on PlayStation 2, we played at home, played at school, and yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that's my deal. headcanon on it, because at, after all the 3D fighting games came out, all the fighting game fans gravitated towards the more strategic tag games that were all 2D, which was, at the time, unimpressive. And Tekken was the first one to embrace those things the 2D games kept adding in. Mm-hmm. And it, it really, yeah. like, struck while the iron was hot, because I don't know how hot the series is now. And when I came out with Tekken Tag 2, I'm like, that might have been a moment in time, guys. Like, I don't know. Had- I think it's cool to have, like, the site. Like, DOA yeah, games had tags t- mm-hmm. had, t- had tag versions as well, right? Just to be like, hey... This is a main line, but we we understand people like tag fighting games, right. so we have this. My head cannon for this game, though, it's it's like one character. The first character always when I think of Tekken Tag, it's Eddie Gordo. Mm. Which, by the way, if they if they make another Tekken movie, please get our truth to play this character because yes. more and more like he's starting to look like Eddie Gordo, twenty four seven champion. What's the deal with Eddie yeah. Gordo in in eight? Is he going to be DLC? Because he's the first DLC character. Uh, okay, because yeah, I've, yeah, I've seen people commenting like they turned him into a killmonger. He's got that hairstyle. It's him and like Miles Morales. They're yep. all having the same hairstyle yep. for all the black Sargon characters. from he's Prince of Persia. One. Yeah, yeah. But he's the Capoeira too. character, right? He's the he's the dancey yeah. fighter guy. Mm-hmm. I would say the most one of the most approachable fighters in Tekken Three when he was introduced because he's it, you can button mash to hell and back and win gloriously, yep. which is also just one of my favorite things in Tekken in general. Like, yeah. honestly, that's always been my strategy. I'm just going to mash buttons. And uh, usually, like, oh, okay, if I mash in this way, that chains together a combo. Okay, that's going to be my go-to move for this round. Tekken's beautiful about that. <laughs> By the way, is your guys' first exposure to Capoeira the same as mine? That movie from nineteen ninety three, only the strong, yeah. only the strong man. Like, yes. it all starts. It all starts with the Jenga baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. mine was yeah, that Bob's uh, Burgers episode. <laughs> Tag 2 sadly is is famous in the franchise for having like such low sales it almost killed the whole Tekken series. Wow. Which is a shame because it's a really good game. Yeah. And actually surprisingly the best version of Tekken Tag 2 is on the Wii U. Yeah. I uh, I was oh, no. surprised when you told me that and then I found out why. Round 1. All right. Uh, it's like it was the a Lily launch game. screaming in Japanese over that. It was a launch port mm-hmm. for the Wii U of a pre-existing game that had already not done well. <laughs> and that's the Wii, Wii U led with a lot of those. Uh, <laughs> here's a port of something you already didn't want. Mm. But we added Mario stuff to it. And I just want to give it credit because after that, Tekken 7 is like, Character creation might be fun. You couldn't play as Mario, but you could wear Mario's hat. Yeah, yeah. And oh, Tekken yeah. Uh, Tekken Seven was just like fuck it. 
Make your own Galactus. I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the clip that I played was from a mushroom battle mode exclusive mm-hmm. to Wii U, where like you're fighting, but then there's like various power mushrooms coming in from the background. So if you grab the right one, you could turn into a giant version of your character, or you could turn into a tiny version. And... Demon Mario. Yeah. Put in Demon Mario. <laughs> if only. <laughs> Mario the also has blood. the devil gene. <laughs> by, by the way, we we should all be embracing ourselves for that right now. Any great game that comes out in this like twelve month window is going to get a mildly superior Nintendo flavored port when mm-hmm. the new Switch comes out. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was thinking of like what Arkham City Armored Edition, uh, mm-hmm. Black Mass Ops Effect, oh, yeah. yeah, Mass Effect um, Three, Mass oh, Effect yeah, Three yeah, yeah. got one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that were slightly better than those uh, that system that launched before the PS4 and Xbox One mm-hmm. and blew yeah. it out of the water yeah. seven months later. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Tech and tag. Tech and tag. Tech and tag. Baby. Great game. Yeah. And just at the core of it, it's you don't have to pick one guy. You pick two. Yeah. How cool yeah, is that? You pick two. It's and like Panera. And you're rewarded by experimenting. I will say Panera, I know. You can, you, can, you can pick two for uh, for twenty one ninety nine. Be, be unfulfilled in two ways. Panera, have you ever craved hospital food when you're outside a hospital? <laughs> Do you want allegedly fresh baked bread that'll shred the roof of your mouth? Panera, baby, and, and, and a lemonade that can kill a senior citizen. Panera, it's the place you go to when you just got bad news. Panera, Panera for when you want to turn salad into diarrhea. <laughs> uh, I, and I'll add one more because it applies to my, everyone I've seen. Panera, when you're failing with a really awesome MacBook. <laughs> <laughs> Panera, we're not the metal band. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, Panera, more than just Pantera without the T. <laughs> Panera, just because we gave you a cup that big doesn't mean you need to drink that much lemonade <laughs> energy drink. <laughs> And uh, this, I hate Panera so much. I'm telling the story again. Went in with my vegan friend, and she's like, "Yeah, the uh, portobello sandwich. Can I get that without cheese?" And I, not making fun of workers, just like, um, I, we thought, like, are they just being dumb? No, he doesn't know what to tell you. And he goes, uh, "Hold on, let me check." And like, why do you have to check if you can give a sandwich without cheese? And the manager comes out and like, um. Every sandwich is made before it arrives. No, no. They all come assembled and frozen. They They just all come with. There's no way to take the cheese off because all we do is warm it up, Chris. From the local hospital. They came fresh prepared at your local hospital. Matt's making a joke, but I was in the hospital semi recently for 20 hours. I got one meal, a white bread sandwich with turkey on it, no condiments, no cheese. It was like jail. And it cost sixteen thousand dollars. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> system is broken. Mm-hmm. Vote accordingly. <laughs> there is no good side to vote for here. No one seems interested in fixing this. The system is broken. Vote for system. Mm-hmm. That's our, our our real one option. <laughs> Shit, Michael. <laughs> system is broken. Vote for system. <laughs> All right. Well, anyone else got anything else to say about tech and tag? I mean, no, it's, it's, I'm still it's like in the blast man. radius of your mind blowing. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I just had a, I just had a fun memory of uh, when we were playing a lot of tech and tag in arcades back in the day. Uh, two friends of mine would sometimes share one credit on the machine, and literally one would tag out, and the other would jump oh, on oh, off smart. the machine, and they would do this in real time, and they would beat the crap out of 
tons of people for like an hour or two doing this. They can choreograph a house party dance. They can choreograph a house party dance to that. Yeah, like I yeah, would they do the kid and play live. dance in between. Yeah. They do the you know, <laughs> they connect their feet together, connect their feet, one spin in. in a circle, grab the joystick, let's go. I do remember pissing one guy off who said, "I thought I was playing one person, not both of you." What the hell? <laughs> like they just tag in front of the. How did they get the out of the way quickly enough so that like there's not a window of vulnerability there? They would they would start to say, "Hey, hey, get ready!" Like they would say it to each other, "Hey, tag!" Like, and they would jump. It was the most ridiculous thing. Mm. Probably a lot of uncomfortable touching Probably. in there, but whatever. Male affection is great. Just just you you get your arms around the other guy and yeah, play that yeah. way. It's fine. <laughs> yes, but they they play like they're at a daddy daughter dance. One's on the other person's feet. <laughs> Spin yeah, around. Stand on my shoes. Okay, we're good. <laughs> all right well that's been our top five hope you had as much fun as we did uh we're gonna take a little break and when we come back we're gonna guess what talk some more about fucking tekken and a bunch of other stuff so stay tuned fist like tekken jump kick put tips on you in a second ready for the battle you can pick the weapons god fist combo here comes the blessing smash on your pronto from all directions line the fade up Buttons get depressing. Hit you with the fisticuffs. Homie, you my next win. Get you powered up and come back for revenge. When I start checking chins, you won't last a couple seconds. Buster's gone in the wind. And doggy does it again. Stepping y'all, repping dog. Tiptoe wrecking this. Let's get scratching. What is up, VGA listeners? It's your good pal, Matty Al here. How you feeling? You feeling good? You feeling safe? You could be feeling a lot safer if you were using this week's sponsor, NordVPN. I am so excited to welcome NordVPN back as a sponsor of VGA and to tell you a little bit about VPNs and why you should be using NordVPN. What is a VPN, Mattiel, you might ask me? Well, VPN stands for Virtual Private Network. Basically, it's a service that protects your internet connection and privacy online. They do so by creating an encrypted tunnel for your data to protect your online identity, hide your IP address, and allow you to use things like public Wi-Fi safely. Now, this is a Vigigame podcast, so I'm going to give you some Vigigame-specific benefits of using a VPN. Did you know that a VPN like those offered by NordVPN can actually absorb DDoS attacks. That's distributed denial of service attacks, for those who don't know. That's basically when people flood your network with artificially created traffic that can force you offline. But to do so, the attacker needs your IP address. And what's one thing a VPN conceals? Your IP address, boom. Another benefit for those streamers out there, did you know VPNs can actually help protect you from swatting? In order to swat someone, you need the victim's address, and that address can be obtained through their IP address, which again is not available if you're using a VPN. And finally, did you know that online gaming is exactly the kind of bandwidth-heavy activity that can cause your ISP to throttle your internet speeds? However, if your internet traffic is sealed within encrypted VPN tunnels, your ISP won't be able to see what you're doing and is less likely to throttle your data as a result. So there you have it. Three big benefits just for gamers of using a service like NordVPN. VGA listeners like you can get an exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash laser time. It's risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com slash laser time. Use the code laser time. Don't worry if you forget all this. The link will be in the episode description. Thank you, listeners, and thank you, NordVPN.
Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. Because we both wanted to talk about this and the holidays got in the way, but Godzilla Minus One rocked both our worlds, did it not? Oh, dude, it, it's I, I went into it assuming I would like it. Um, I did not go into it assuming it was going to probably be the best Godzilla movie ever. You're not wrong, according to box office or critics. It is yeah, it's, pretty, it's it's doing pretty insane right now, and we're going to un- dig into more of that. Get Bonus Time, a weekly uncensored and commercial-free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just $5 on Patreon.com slash LazerTime. And welcome back to our second segment where we're just going to hammer the punch buttons until we can finally play the sound that you gotta set the tone. You gotta set the tone. (laughs) (laughs) Michael better give his fucking balls a touch. I'll knock him down. (laughs) Uh, Tekken 8 came out last week. I I should just let's let's really quick just touch on we are not spending a hundred dollars to play Suicide Squad early. We will pay 70 to play it when everybody else does. So we'll talk about that next week. Yes, quote unquote, we will pay $70. I will pay $70. I I, I am not paying $70. I want to talk about it now just because, Mm. a little bit. Because, I don't know, I'm kind of on a soapboxy about a number of things at any any given time. But uh, we were talking on 302010 about the Janet Jackson nipple controversy, and I kind of blame that on our – that is when the 24-hour cable news cycle really had started up, and it lacked a 9-11, so it made one every day. Mm. An accident that occurred involving a booby was all of a sudden going to give Major rise to the crisis. end of the universe, and it was dumb. Because this game didn't give review copies out – I love Rocksteady. I love the Arkham series. So I'm like, what are people saying about this? I had to go to less reputable sources, i.e. YouTube and everything. It's a disaster. It's the worst thing that's ever happened. Joker's gonna gay. The whole- Joker's gay. The whole world is woke. And it's just like, this is the sensationalized version of 24-hour news. We're waiting for the IGNs, the GameSpots. Uh, the Kotaku's, the games beats of the world to get their rational fucking review. Because every time they're like, it sucks, the dialogue's the worst. I'm like, I can hear the dialogue. It is not the worst. It's well acted and it's well written. The game looks stupid. Game looks great. Uh, The biggest downside of the game is that it's exactly what everybody thought it was. It is a looty shooty seven years too late. And that is the whole crux of the game. But I can see myself being very entertained by that for a while, but not at a $70 day one level. So I probably won't be the, playing The it. worst preview, well, an early review I've seen of the game, Jeff Gersman had a comparison he posted on his Patreon. He compared this game. He said, you know, it's a lot like Anthem. Ouch. And boy, if your Ouch. game's getting compared to Anthem. Ooh, and, not and, even Destiny. Anthem. And unfavorably in some ways. It's like, yeah, the combat's not as good as Anthem's in some ways. Ooh. Ouch! Here, and, and, and that the, all the, none of the like most of these reviewers didn't know to compare it to Destiny. It's all like it's like Borderlands or Warface. Like what? what? I think it's getting a lot of Warface. Anyone's frame of reference? What? It, like what are you talking about? It's naturally uh, getting a lot of Marvel's Avengers comparison, just because mm. like com- live service comic book hero right. game. But I would just like to point out 
But that's not fair either. I would like to point out, every time Warner has done this, where they're like, we want to play in the Bat universe, but around the margins and not have Batman in our game, Mm -hmm. it has failed. Anyone remember a little game called Gotham City City Imposters by Monolith? A shooter game game based around that shit? Uh, Remember Gotham Knights that came out last year? Like, every time they do this, it's like, dude. And Well, apparently one of the controversies around this game is how Batman appears albeit briefly in the game yeah you know but like leave it leave it (laughs) i take this with a grain of salt as a person who has not played the game yet but here's my perception based on previews and just kind of like let's just say called the context of this game you got rocksteady and granted it's been a while since they released a game so we don't really know that we have the rocksteady we all know and love and actually the last game they shipped gotham knights i'm not gotham knights um gotham Gotham knight arkham knight Arkham, Arkham Knight. Knight. Arkham Knight. Arkham Knight. We, 2015. People gave a lot of heat to that game, right? But okay. Yeah. We, we have a developer we're kind of in love with, but it's like, and the thing that you have them do, and I wish I wish I was in the boardroom during this decision, like, was this Rocksteady pushing? Like, we're tired of Batman. We want to do this. Was this Warner saying, hey, we really need a Suicide Squad game. Will you guys work on this? But like, to have that studio who does good single-player experience games with excellent combat and stuff, excellent melee combat system, I should point out, be like, your next thing's going to be a live service looty-shooty game that's based to more cap- around shooting capitalize on melee. a momentary profitable trend. It, I it don't think it was them. It seems just like a kind of series of, let's just call them misguided decisions. And again, I don't know. Maybe the game will be good and get great reviews and hit well, be it's, a huge it's, success. It's not going to get good reviews on the way the same way Arkham did. Because single-player games are pretty great for everyone. There's a lot of people who don't like Borderlands. And Borderlands is a lot of shooting the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And, and upgrading your loot. So unlike Avengers, the loot is good. The currency is what it is. But like the loot, like from what I read and watched... These are good guns. They all do different things. They did add that. Uh, and sidebar, my head cannon. the rumor for a long time was that, yes, Rocksteady was tired of making Batman games and wanted to make a Superman game. Most of the compliments are for the open world metropolis that is here. So that's... Hmm. I'm Hint headcanon, that's where I, I'm I've at also seen me. a lot of compliments for, like, the character um, models are incredibly detailed. The, yes. The, the story, the cutscenes, those are actually pretty Hyper good. Hyper pretty, a really good entry to the DC universe, but it does boil down to shooting purple, the same five purple things, constantly over mm. and over and over again. Traversal looks interesting as hell, because you're basically flying and teleporting with every single character. And every character has uh, their own traversal mechanic, too. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. And so, like, I, I, I know that part will be fun, but it still might end up... There were parts of Gotham Knights that were fun, but it was sloppy and not as coherent. Anyway, the thing I was getting at, and I don't know if I'm trying to make a case here, because I would... No, I'll never make this case. I'm more worried... In the Warner Brothers corporate environment that is shelving completed Batgirl, Scooby-Doo, and Looney Tunes movies, this is the kind of thing that will get a cynical David Zasloff to throw away a Rocksteady. You Mm. spent nine years on this? Yeah, that was a huge mistake and probably wasn't their choice. And I think we had said off, Mike, a lot of the head of Rocksteady had quit, so it might not even be the same studio. But that is my biggest fear... Will I buy the game and encourage you to to save Rocksteady? No. 
But I have a 90% chance Rocksteady doesn't exist if this doesn't sell well, and it looks like it might not. Because mm. most people want to be really negative about it. Yeah. I think two of the most annoying things that I've seen in the pre-release coverage of this have been people, number one, cheesed off that it's not Arkham. And they go mm-hmm. on and on about how great Arkham is and how, like, well, this doesn't, this, this doesn't have the stealth gameplay. And it's like, it's a different game. You've got you right. to appraise it on its own merits. You can't well, appraise Rinder it on trophies. what you wish it was. <laughs> but they're kind of here. <laughs> yeah. And, and the, other, the other thing is, like, I have seen an embarrassing amount of writing that, like, this is seriously freaking you out that your heroes are dying. Like you think that you're you're writing about this like you think it's real. Like, did you not play Injustice? Yeah, I don't, you're yeah. unqualified to talk maybe, about. Maybe this. it was just handled better in Injustice. I don't know. Nope, it's just people wanting to be pissed. It's DMC all over again. Mm. It's Street Fighter Cross Tech. People wanted. What's really weird is I cared so much to like know like what's going on with this. The launch, the early access hundred dollar launch was rocky. I went to the Reddit, and the Reddit community. Was surprisingly level-headed, even though they're there because they, they're biased because they care. Mm. But like, it's not bad, and it looks good, and it's funny. It's 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 well written. It's just a lot of the same thing over and over again. But like, I want to be able to put that in my head. Like, some of my favorite things about Arkham were getting into hand-to-hand combat with Batman. Over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. I was totally fine with that. I was fine in Destiny shooting the same things over and over and over and over and over again. I just don't know that I'm $70 interested. Because this is kind of a thing I liked nine years ago. Sure. And, yeah, I probably won't buy it this week. I wonder how different that conversation would be if Avengers had been more successful. You know? The fact that they probably started development before or around the same time, nobody could have foreseen these consequences. But it's it's the thing I want to argue for is the the need for triple A comic games. It seems like the, there's a lack of interest in MCU and DCU movies right now. Hopefully they can pick that back up again. But film genres are cyclical as are game genres. I happen to think comic heroes are better suited in the game universe. Like, I I think Arkham was really one of the best depictions of Bat- Batman in his world we've ever we've seen in my entire lifetime. Yeah. And that can only happen when a studio owns a fucking developer and is willing to, like, make money for a long time rather than all their money up front. Like, it's mm. not more than the box office for two weeks. <laughs> there, we made all of our money back. Arkham has been on sale and put in front of your face for 10 years. They have made their money back and then some a billion times over. I'm not exaggerating. It is literally a billion. Um, but but that, that that's... I want more good superhero games, and I thought we were on the verge of that, but it really looks like we're... I, I expect it to take a massive downturn. Mm-hmm. Just, we shall see. Just remembering you, you saying that, the, the Arkham games being so successful that we had uh, a consultant... At our old job, who his whole thing was like, hey, I noticed your Arkham strategy guides did really well. Can you do more of those? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. Take it to Rocksteady, but, bitch. <laughs> but as modern websites have shown me, I was wrong because, yes, you can. What you do is you make an article out of every single thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then when somebody looks for how do I get this specific thing 
bam, there's your article. That's right. No, there. no, you also have to explain the entire history of Batman, yes. then the entire history of the Arkham series, yes. then what a strategy guide is to make sure you load at least eight. Mm-hmm. Not. I know these people have tough jobs, but mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, yeah. I feel it. And then about how your grandma used to make Arkham Knight on cold winter days back when you were a child. How we used to throw uh, uh, wooden batterings at cave paintings of the Joker. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Um, Also out this week, uh, and on Game Pass, Persona 3 Reload, which is a really pretty looking remake of Persona 3, originally Mm -hmm. for um, PS2 and PSP. And uh, looks looks really really, really sound good. like looks, you said penis p and I don't know why yes, I've never heard penis that p. with the pronunciation of that's PSP my rap name penis p <laughs> penis p <laughs> I'm penis p and I'm here to say I like handheld gaming in a major way. <laughs> I'm recontextualize that stupid all I want for Christmas is a penis p. <laughs> you know? Look it up. Penis I'll take p. the penis p for four hundred. Oh back. my god! I yeah, I work under master p. Anyway, uh, I don't think you can put those. On Unboxing videos on YouTube. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, fans, as a second yes. play, I say Persona Three Reload. You should go play this. Yes, game, yeah, it's it, great, it looks great it looks game. at least as good as Persona Five. So uh, yeah, go check it out. There's nothing I love more than a Persona. What do you call them? Persona Four Golden uh, is what got me into the series. Remake. Uh, golden. It was golden. Yeah, but, but golden it was a remake of a PS2 yeah, right. game. But yeah. yeah, it's 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 just like a more elegant, like. A, more like a proof. What do we keep saying when like you bring something to a different console? Housekeeping, proof of uh, quality issue, uh, upkeeping. I forget. We have a good word for it in the games industry, but I for- I'm forgetting what it is. But optimizing things for future platforms. They're trying to make the greatest game they can on a PSP. Hmm. Things load weird. Too much dialogue. You get that remake. They truncate everything, or they animate everything, and it's fucking awesome. Yeah. So I'm I'm very curious because Persona Three was the first one I tried and bounced off of mm-hmm. after 45 minutes of scrolling through text boxes. Playing uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, so I'm used to scrolling through text boxes, and I'm having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm I'm very much in. And is this Game Pass bound? Game Pass. It's, yes. uh, Game Pass. Don't even got to pay for it. Yeah. So, Tekken 8, the game you've all been waiting for. Uh, I love Tekken 8. It is, um, yeah, probably the best fighting game that I've bought in a while. Like, I got more out of it than I did Street Fighter 6. Mortal Kombat 1? Yeah, Mortal Kombat 1 was pretty good. Mortal Kombat 1 just had its story mode, which was really Mm. good. And I played through that, and I'm like, eh, I feel like I'm done now. Uh, This has a story mode that is... Very clearly takes some inspiration from Mortal Kombat in that it's just like, do a fight, watch a cutscene, do a fight, watch a cutscene. And and it's telling this whole story, this movie-length story about um, Kazuya takes over the Mishima. No, he takes over G-Corp. And so, like, uh, the rebels that like the rebel faction of the Tekken force led by Lars Alexanderson is going to stop him. <laughs> and the governments of the world are powerless. And Kazuya declares a new King of iron fist tournament because he's going to remake the world as the devil. And, uh, all, all, all the nations of the world send their best fighters. Like this is what WWE would do if it had mm-hmm. Hollywood budgets. <laughs> can like, I, can I just tell ridiculous. you too? One of the funniest things I love about the campaign is like, not only is he trying to remake the world in this, like, strength is everything, you're fighting literally for the survival of your country, so if you lose in the tournament, he will destroy your country. Oh! Mm-hmm. And then you juxtapose that with, like, 
someone fighting from Peru and all they can fucking talk about is their line of coffee. And yeah. I'm like, you just lost your country. It does not exist anymore. Who gives a fuck about your well, coffee? He, he didn't say uh, that you your country will be destroyed. It's your country will be low on the hierarchy and the other nations that do win are free to go fuck you up. Um, but yeah, like they, they, I think the, the climactic moment of this storyline is like, Kazuya's army going to war with Lars's army, and it's just like two armies of dudes in battle suits with no weapons charging each other on an open field. Like, who fights like this? They put a Muso <laughs> game in a Tekken story game. Yes. yes. Yeah. That part of the game. You still have your same Tekken fighting controls, but you're fighting waves of like 20 dudes plus a bunch of Jack sevens. Mm-hmm. I think it's seven. It's, it's before they get the eight upgrade. You're just fighting them. And it's like, it's amazing. <laughs> it's so dumb. Well, it says Tekken Force meets Infinity War. That's yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's end, yeah, yeah, Endgame's yeah. battle has made it seem like. Remember that thing we did before we did Guerrilla Warfare and dug trenches? That's how people fight now. We yeah. run at each other <laughs> until we fall. <laughs> <laughs> Like groups of Are us. wars even fought like this anymore where like two armies meet each other on a field? I don't think yeah, so. Mostly drone strikes and denying people water and other resources. Yeah. <laughs> my, my favorite part about the story mode is that every character speaks their own language and they all understand yeah. each yes, other. We, mm-hmm. Yes. But but King, who King is a wrestler who He's wears a leopard Mexico. mask, not a yes. leopard man. But he King makes noise. leopard noises like he's Chewbacca or something. And, and they all understand him. They understand Panda. They understand the, the, all the bears. They, they, everyone they understand bear. the demon, the, the boss of Tekken 6. <laughs> Sidebar, did, you, did y'all hear about that Jesse Eisenberg Sasquatch movie? Cannot wait. No. Is that the one that won awards at uh, Sundance? Sundance, yes. He, where he, he, him and his family, it's like the opening of the Star Wars holiday special for uh, 90 minutes. No <laughs> one speaks English. They're all dressed as monster Sasquatches, and they have problems. <laughs> so, no, this, this game, what I love is it takes kind of my favorite part of Mortal Kombat 1 and then the career mode from Street Fighter 6, and it kind of has a little bit of both of those in this game. So it's story mode probably a third the length of Mortal Kombat 1's story mm. mode when all is said and done, maybe, maybe even less than that. And then its arcade mode is sort of channeling what Street Fighter 6's campaign mode was, which is like, yeah, you... So that the story there is you're trying to work your way up through the arcade scene in Japan, and right. you, you gradually get better. It's it's kind of a very elaborately disguised tutorial. It's just teaching you how yeah. to play Tekken better, because yeah. you're, you're fighting better and better ranked players in this arcade scene. But it's you're winning stuff for your avatar, so you can both customize your actual fighter characters with fight. And I love that they call it fight money too, mm. by the way, which mm. is like my literally fight the, money. But like, and then you can customize your avatar. So like, mine of course is wearing like a tweed jacket because I don't know why I would go to arcades in, in a full tweed suit. But I, mm. apparently, you know, my guy's from Boston. Um, <laughs> and and then and then you're just like fighting arcade dudes as this kind of cheap, semi chibi looking character. It's basically avatar, like right? an Xbox avatar. Yeah, like the yeah. new the new Xbox avatars that I hate because they all look like tween boys. But it's like they so they have the big show PC story campaign thing, which is totally. We should also mention the character designs are fucking ridiculous. Hilarious! Like take the awesome. most early two thousands anime design shit you've ever seen. 
like human proportions are not built this way like human bodies should not look <laughs> yeah. like this just, just like a room full of like tough guys with realistic faces and the stupidest <laughs> hair you've ever seen in your oh, life stupidest outfits the stupidest can, hair like can Larsus i also outfits. say i massively appreciate tekken's music has always been amazing as if Prodigy was the metalocalypse of their universe. Like <laughs> this is the most popular form of music that will never die. Orbital. It has a unique sound. Tekken <laughs> yes. has a unique sound for sure. Yeah. What I like about this story mode is like if you're a diehard long term Tekken fan, there's like a lot of cool throwbacks to other games in the series. If you've also never played before though, it's probably the easiest story to follow in Tekken or any fighting games. Mm. It's very straightforward. You could beat it like three or four hours. Where fighting game story there's modes per game, there's been, per game recaps, right? Of like there what are, there are the little story. mini cinematics in a gallery yeah. mode where yeah. for like literally like two minutes, like here's the events of Tekken One, Tekken Two. Like yeah. it's awesome. It, it you gets catch you up caught very up fast. right mm-hmm. away. It's, most of them end with someone being thrown in off a cliff. Yeah, yeah, and because this is pretty much the story of of Kazuya Jin. And in a way, Hihachi, whose last appearance was the last game, mm-hmm. it's kind of this game's sort of dealing with the legacy of okay, now Hihachi's gone. What does this mean for that family, right? And yeah. and it, are we talking it about ties... the Hihachis or the McMahons? Which ones? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> really. uh, it ties up certain elements, but at the same time, like I'm not going to spoil the story here. Like it definitely the ending opens things up where I, I cannot wait for a Tekken Nine story already yeah. it's like yeah there's some there's some shit that might happen i love you mokajin <laughs> yeah and also, that's gonna be <laughs> as people have pointed out has some of the silliest quick time events like yes. press x and t- to confirm the statement i will believe in my heart yeah. oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it's anime it just goes full anime the other yeah. thing it has though we should say is there's kind of three story modes because there's the real story there's the arcade quest and then there's just the character stories. And, and mm-hmm. Seven had this too. And I love that they just, they get rid of all the bullshit. It's like, look, we know you just want to see these character endings. You have to basically fight five matches. Yep. Some of them will have unique interactions before each fight. Most don't. And then you're going to get your cinematic, which is like, so this, I will spoil one of my favorite cinematics is like Law. I, I, I did it and I told you guys, I'm like, you have to see Law's character yeah, cinematic. Yeah, yeah. It's well, so, he fucking... <laughs> He dies from the shock of seeing a bill. Mm-hmm. Literally just a little <laughs> angelic guy floating out of his body. What market <laughs> are like you right shopping like, yeah. He takes over the, the, yeah, the Mishima Zaibatsu and it's like, oh, here's a bill for all the destruction the company caused. And it's just like one, zero, zero, zero. And it just like pans rapidly across like a never-ending cascade of zeros. Because <laughs> the, the character stories, Anthony, correct me if I'm wrong, they've never been canon. Like those can just be their own thing. and it's Some of them thing. are. Yeah. It, it's where they just have fun. They're always really silly. Uh, I think that was like a throwback to like another star like story where like Law had like a big bill in a restaurant or something like that. They did it like in another game, same kind of thing. But like they have a good mix of like that Mishima story is like you know as serious as it can be, where it has like mm-hmm. some fun hype anime moments. But then all the character stuff is just silly and fun. They go to fucking space in the main story. They, yeah. they fight. If you thought fighting in the middle of a volcano was as extreme as you can get, you were wrong, my friend. They, they yeah. fast nined it in, in the eighth round. Yeah. What if you oh. fought on in the middle of a volcano in space? Yes. Ah. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Also, uh, Kazuya's ending is much sillier than I would have expected. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, he's taken over the world, and now a news crew is interviewing him. And he's just like asking questions like, 
pathetic question. Next one. <laughs> what am I going to do? I'm going to make Disney World. Yeah, but they ask him like about his hobbies and he just like stands up in a the walls behind his desk open and he turns around and it's just like this gigantic vault full of sneakers on display. Yeah. Yeah, that's his hobby. It's also that uh I think that arcade mode you're talking about like this Tekken is like kind of a harder fighting game to get into if you don't really play fighting games. And that kind of uh, arcade mode is a good way to introduce people to like learning the mechanics of the game, having fun with it. Um, they're doing like a really good job of bringing in new players. I've got a friend that has never played fighting games, and she was like, you know, what? I'm just gonna pick this up because it looks fun just watching it, which is also a gorgeous game. And she's been playing for like a couple of days now, and she's really kind of getting into it and started like slowly learning things, playing like that arcade mode you talked about. So it's this game is also going to bring in like a lot of new players. They're kind of taking like some good ideas from other games like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, the story mode, and all the other mechanics. And if you're like a diehard player, there's cool stuff like the ghost feature, which you yeah. can have the you can have AI, the computer yeah. learn how you play, right? Yeah, and it could play back the way you play the game. You can also download other players' characters, and like if we want to play together, but you guys aren't online, I could download your ghost and play against that, and it'll play the way you play. That's right. My my friend was telling me like it's amazing you can rewind a match outside of ranked play, jump into any moment of that, and retake over. And yeah, like I want to do in every single dating situation I've been in. <laughs> like right where I start, yeah. right where I start mentioning Cranky Kong is the original Donkey Kong. I go back in time and erase that one moment. <laughs> it's all going so well. Anthony, as, as the resident Tekken expert, I did want to ask what you thought of kind of the one big new mechanic, which is the heat system in this thing. So, what do you think about that system? So I really like heat. Heat is a fun thing where you can kind of extend combos. Um, mm -hmm. it's kind of like, not like the drive impact in Street Fighter 6, but it's, it's a new thing in that way where if you use it too soon, you might waste it, but you get it every round. So maybe if you use it one round, you're like, oh, I didn't mean to use this early. You get a chance next round to figure out, well, how do I want to use this? Mm -hmm. And it's something you can activate at any time. You get a few seconds with it. It could, uh, sometimes get you out of a situation if you're stuck against the wall trying to... Mm. get like some kind of offense going it's it's a fun mechanic but it's i think it's gonna take a, a lot of getting used to because there's so many things you can do with it and if you're an experienced player you can kind of find ways to chain attacks and keep going yeah if you're just yeah. starting you can kind of just mash it and it'll get you a combo to get you like a little offense going what's it called there is it the heat rush or heat burst which is like it has its own basically it's it's an attack that'll punch through any any counter attacks or it, it it does a couple of things like a it makes your damage chip like all damage chip damage right like no matter how yeah. they're blocking like if you're in heat mode you will be doing some chip damage it does a thing where like yeah even if they if they counterattack you you'll punch through that and you'll land your your hit and then there are some special heat combos and i want to say like one heat kind of move attack like kind of like a special that that you get and um the other thing I should mention too is they they do what the Street Fighter does. There's sort of an easy control scheme that mm. oh, yeah. once yeah. you get once you understand the mechanics, you you'll realize like, hey, this is very limiting because I can't really explore outside the box. But yeah. what it is really good at is more it kind of teaches you those fundamentals of like, here's how heat works, here's when you should engage it, here's how air combos work. Which because Tekken's all about combos. It's always been about air combos, juggles, and and ground based combos, and, and it's like. It's a does a really good job of just like breaking the game out into like, hey, don't worry about if you can execute these moves or not. Just kind of worry about the mechanics of like 
learning where you should be on the battlefield, when to engage with the game's core mechanics, and then figure out controls later and I, on. And I was super worried if the Street Fighter simplified scheme would translate at all into, like, next-level play, because it really was, like, now one button is four buttons. I think what like, they're uh, finding is it doesn't, for for high-end play, everyone that's what I, That's what that. I've he- I'm hearing. Like, those people can't play anymore. Mm. Uh, it's like race cars are never, even even as advanced as like, automatic transi- transmissions are going to mm. get, race car drivers are always going to use a manual transmission, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But, like, I, I thought I'd turned off the easy operation stuff, but, like, every time... Every so often it'd be like, hey, why, why did my moves get so much more elaborate? It's because I'd accidentally tapped L1. L, L1. To, yeah, to switch it automatically over engages it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah, that's sort of disappointing. It's like, why can't I just turn it off completely? I want to do this on my own merits, man. Frankly, I'll, I'll yeah. turn it on if I just want to sit there and get through, like, the character story shit. It's just mm. like, yeah, I'm just going to turn it on because it's, it's kind of like mean, I did, button mash mode. I did hammer on R1 a lot. <laughs> I won a lot of fights with that heat move. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, fun to do. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, if, if you want to turn it off altogether, you can just go into the button configuration, turn that off, set it to something else. You can remap the buttons, but it is kind of like if you think I'm kind of getting the hang of this, you can like just tap the L1, try it regular, and if you don't like it, tap it back and it goes to the simple mode, which is limiting, but mm-hmm. it does give you an example of like you were saying, uh, like how the timing and certain things work. And it shows you what you can do when you eventually start to like learn more of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, I'm really. Impressed. I think it's a good, complete package as a fighting game. It holds its own definitely against both Mortal Kombat 1 and Street Fighter from last year. I think I prefer this. I, I would go Mortal Kombat 1, number 1, this, number 2, and then Street Fighter 6 is, is a number 3 for Ooh. me in terms of ranking them. What does Anthony say, though? Um, I mean, Tech has always been my favorite franchise. Street Fighter 6 really was really like a strong, strong fighting game for me. And, um,. I say for now though, Tekken is doing so many good things. Even the first night it launched, people were having problems playing online, and within a day or two, the dev team had fixed all the stuff that was wrong with the lobbies and everything. So, I, I gotta say for right now, this for me is one of the best fighting games period out, and one of the best Tekken entries just all around. Whether you're a new or a longtime fan, yep, yeah, and it is it is very approachable, like. Oh, I think anyone can play Tekken. I think it is the, like, if you can mash buttons and pull off moves that look very technical, you can be a technical player and demolish the button mashers. Uh, it's, yeah, it's just a fantastic. Like, this 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 is the game that reminded me I was a Tekken fan in the first place. To give the button also, mashers uh, $60 of things worth worth doing yep. is yeah, yeah, something yeah. fighting mm-hmm. games have totally ignored. Tekken games have always been really good, though, about extra Better. modes and extra yep. content and shit like yeah it's they 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 get they understood they always understood the home release should have a lot more than the arcade release because you kind of need that shit to keep people around you know people are making some fun custom stuff mm-hmm. with the characters mm-hmm. i've seen everything from several different tifas and terry bogards to drake there's all kind of <laughs> stuff out there i just wish you could bring that into the story modes because i think you can only kind of use too. that in the in that arcade quest mode and and you know, PvP. I spent uh, all this time making a masked Anthony Fauci pose like Sonic from the Sonic Adventure cover. <laughs> it's not that what? kind of character creator. Yeah. You can't what? create original oh. body shapes. It's just, it's dress up your paper doll character yeah. Although, creator. Th- that kind of was a, a thing that weirded me out with the, um, the arcade quest mode that like every arcade is like a themed hangout where like the people come here every day and everybody knows each other. And it's like, you're a team this you're representing this arcade. When you go and battle elsewhere, 
and uh, yeah, there's like an arcade where you go in and everything is like confection theme. There's like huge fiberglass donuts and shortcakes as the furniture. So it is in Japan, bro. What? You never been to an arcade in Japan, bro? They're all themed. But the... uh, like th- that that arcade is like for serious character customizers and like the, the, the girl in your set prim who's like obsessed with customization is like oh i really want to learn at their feet like what's to learn <laughs> like you unlock stuff you put it on your character i want to master dollies mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah look michael you got to cater to different you know types know. of fans I know. all right all right it's, I'm just saying, it's not complicated. Tekken anyway. is great. Uh, anyway, that's that's it for Tekken and the new releases. So let's move along to... PlayStation had a state of play, and boy, oh boy, did we get some fun announcements, including one of my games. But anyway, we'll get there. Hmm. Starting off, can I, can I, can I, can I, can I put them close to the new releases? Because there, there was a new Silent Hill game that came out. There was a new free-to-play oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Silent Hill game that was announced in this conference, and that called, came out today. Yes, called no, Silent I, I Hill: it. The Short <laughs> Message. You oh, played it, and. I, and it's a lot like a walking simulator with jump scares. It's PT. Is baby. it PT? Yeah, they, like they that, did a PT. That the the creature in that trailer it moved exactly like the ghost in PT. So I don't want to be reductive about it, but bear in mind I also don't care about PT or Silent Hill. Hmm. But I, I played it for an I played it for like forty five minutes. I'm like, this is a much more sizable free demo than I thought it was. And I looked it up. I'm like, how? long is this and but you know it only been being played for a couple hours and there was a youtube stream that had been going for two and a half hours and like huh. well i'm i have to record in 45 minutes so that's not going to happen i didn't check his youtube video but it's a it's a sizable download that is totally free and very professional and it uses a really silly mechanic in a horror game you are lighting everything with your phone Hmm. You are also communicating via text message. So when you text message, you pull up your phone in front of your whole screen. Oh, oh no. so it blocks everything. Leaving you open for many, 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 many jump scares. Not that they've happened to me. It's just like I would never do this <laughs> if I was in a haunted, in a haunted, decrepit mm-hmm. hotel. Hold my phone this close to my face and block out everything. Just uh, walk, but it's, walk it's, straight into Slender Man because you had your phone in your face. It's one yeah. of the like I've played a ton of walking horror games. What the fuck? This is way prettier. Um, I love the way they cast a shadow. Behind, you never see your face, but you can see your body silhouette running away from things as fast mm. as you can. It's mm. terrifying. What What do you think this is? Because they then showed a trailer for the Silent Hill 2 remake. Is this proof of concept like this is how that thing will play or is it just its own thing? I don't know because the only thing I looked up in time for the show was that it's, it's, it's a separate developer. So I don't okay. know what it is. It, it, like, why would you hire a separate developer to get oh, is a vertical one, is slice? Is one of these the um, 
Layers of Fear developer, or did they stop working on that? Silent Hill? Bluebird team. No, Bluebird? I think they showed off that Silent Hill. They did. They yeah. did. They, the the new trailer was for their remake, and this so is not Bluebird team. Okay, it's so like this, uh, hex something. Like they they made this game. It is a different then developer. What is this? Because PT was supposed know. to be a proof of concept for a thing. I don't know, but but if you think about Hills. it, Matt, like how do you launch a Silent Hill game without some kind of answer to PT? And oh it yeah, might no, be yeah, a, yeah, it, it might be a minute, and like from what I saw, like. Which way do I go? And like, there was a lot of ways to go that way, and now I can't go back. So now there's a, there might be print. This might be a really insane demo. Like, uh, so check it out. It's totally free. Sounds like PT. Um, yeah. Strands, strands of Kojima. Kojima was all over this freaking yeah. uh, oh my goodness. state of play. So yeah. they showed off Death Stranding Two. Okay, this is the real title of this game. I can't believe it. Death Stranding Two colon <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> Lord of mercy. Isn't that a uh, movie about <laughs> nuclear annihilation on the beach? I mean, did you watch the trailer? Because it was more like yes. a, it was a, like a long form ten minute gameplay demo slash trailer. It was, there's so it was much eight minutes long, and I got to tell you, I have there's no better trailer for to get me to finish De- Death Stranding one than yeah. just what the fuck is going on? I'm plucking a hair, and now it's squirting out. Skin disintegrating, but there's oil, also just and I'm skin, happy there's also it. well that could have been like the age stuff. Like remember when it rained in the first mm-hmm. game, like it ages things. No, and, I don't remember that. I played uh, it for like yeah, like the, like three but, hours. But there was weird rain, silliness. Was like like Time this fall. series, this series has some weird silly shit. You, we especially saw in the director's cut of the first one. But like this thing featured someone using a chainsaw guitar hybrid that shoots lightning, and As it's one like does. Yeah, well, as as Kojima yeah. does. If you're chained to a Mad <laughs> Max Troy, car, just, just Troy Baker on the weekend trying to enjoy himself. <laughs> and, and it's well, Troy Baker's back. Yeah, we got Norman Reedus back. Uh, Leah Sado is back. Elle Fanning is in this one. Hmm. Um, Not Elle Fanning. It's star studded, and it's just like, yeah. I mean, I I'm totally down for a follow up to Death Stranding. I just didn't think we'd be seeing this much of it already. But they shot off ten minutes of this thing, so. Yeah, I think it's still over a year off, uh, according to reports. But yeah, I, I really want to go back and play the first. De- the director's cut of the first Death Stranding now. The other thing that wasn't the only Kojima announcement. Uh, Kojima mm-hmm. is making a new action espionage game that is, I think, it's PlayStation exclusive. It's a new IP just for PlayStation. This is sort of their answer. Remember at the Game Awards, he was on yes. stage with. Um, Xbox Pe- with Peel and Xbox, right? Wasn't mm-hmm. it? Was it with Jordan Peel? So that's like his Xbox project, and then now he has a PlayStation project that is action espionage. I, he's never done that genre before, but um, yeah. So he's but but as a movie, a movie and a game. It's, it's it, just like the Xbox one. They're saying like, oh yeah, this is some hybrid of like a movie and a game, which is like, isn't that always what he's been trying to do? I predict yeah. a free download on your PlayStation Plus account <laughs> because know. there's no way people are paying to see half a Kojima story in a movie theater. I don't know. I, I, you're right. You're right. I'll take that back. I would totally. <laughs> I would. I would much rather consume his content that way. Maybe. maybe well, yeah, because he would have to have an editor, and it would have to be two hours, <laughs> three hours tops. <laughs> <right? laughs> 
I wasn't even meaning that as a joke, but like, no, yeah, now that I said, I'm like, it's it's sort you're of correct. true. If this yeah. has to make money at a box office, you cannot release this as is. No, no. no. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, he's just like, yeah, it's ten hours. That's fine, right? And they're like, <laughs> are you not double at all. crossing me? Yes, I'm double crossing you. <laughs> like that movie. Tokyo Drifter from 1969. Where we don't need any of that. Cut it, Kojima. Oh, get him in here. Uh, let's see. They showed off a ton of that uh, new Team Ninja game, Rise of the Ronin. Chris, I know you you were saying you were excited about this one, being kind I of a was. a Neo guy. And a, what's the one? What Wo- Wolong from last year? You oh, really? Wolong was fucking fantastic. Yeah. But oh. that wasn't Team. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that, sorry, Team Ninja, not uh, still Ninja called Theory. Wolong. But- uh, it's called Wolong. I, I saw it. It's uh, it's called Wolong. It's a sequel to Halle Berry's Woo. Mm-hmm. That's and... the one, but longer. It's an expanded version. It's, yeah. it's so much longer. Yeah, it's Wolonger. Um, no, this one. This one showed off the hub world in Yokohama. It showed off uh, combat. It's. It looks like a great. I don't. Do we even call these Souls likes anymore? Or, or has Team Ninja kind of do they do their own thing now? I don't know, but just just a straight combat focus game is all I want. Mm-hmm. All I mm-hmm. want forever. Do you want an Until Dawn remaster? No. Well, what was not pretty about that game? Until Dawn was great, but it's like I don't feel any need to go back and play that again. I don't. I don't think that's who it's for, though. Probably yeah, right. Well, probably I, I'm not sure they, they weren't the hitting, hinting at a. Did they say a remaster or something new that's, from it's that? A, it's franchise. a remaster with enhanced okay. graphics and, and all that stuff. So, oh yeah, then absolutely not. Different developer though. It's ballist, uh, oh, ballistic. Oh yeah, definitely not. R- Rami Malek from before he was a big star. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. He's in that one. Mm-hmm. And even what, when he and, was uh, a big star, he has one line in Oppenheimer. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a pretty good line. You know, it's not bad. Uh, they showed off Stellar Blade. They did a deep dive on that. That's coming soon. That's this April. That is um, that being published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. That's the post-apocalypse thing where humans have fleed to a colony. I, I don't know if you guys. It's have so strange. Uh, I still have that. This looks like every game trailer, but this will be out in three months. All right, mm-hmm. I'm interested. It's got mm-hmm. like like near Automata style vibe to it. Yeah. Or 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 for lack of the near comparison every game trailer of all time <laughs> oh combat at the end of the world i've never seen this before <laughs> we we got yet another dude i am so glad i've i've sort of tuned out dragon's dogma 2 stuff because mm-hmm. i just want to be excited yeah, for the just, game like when look I play I'll, it. I'll buy it just let me know when it's out and i'll be there but yeah i don't yeah yeah i, I feel like we've gotten like eight trailers in the past three months but this, this so. was focused on um the combat so, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exciting. Yeah. Which is, the, I mean, the, the whole cool thing about Dragon's Dogma, right, was you can, it's the Shadow of the Colossus stuff. You can climb yeah. these enemies and, and stab the shit out. Yeah, the combat was great in a thoroughly unpopulated world. So mm. let's see what you do. <laughs> Time to make a cool world. Speaking of a thing that was already great that we want to make cooler, Sonic X Shadow Generations was announced. Hey-o. Okay, so what is this game, Matt? Oh, dude. Oh, so it's uh, it's a combination of things. On one hand, it is a an enhanced remaster of Sonic uh-huh. Generations. So you get to replay Sonic Generations. And then it features an all-new story campaign featuring Shadow the Hedgehog. So, uh, yeah, if you're, if you're a Shadow fan, you're getting some more Shadow, baby. Is Let's the voice uh, Idris Elba, the white John Hamm? 
which I only make that joke because Eric Andre called John Hamm the white Idris Elba, and I thought that was hilarious. The joke might be funnier if Idris Elba actually voiced Shadow instead of Knuckles, who he voices. Oh, Knuckles! In the Knuckles! Movie. He voices Knuckles. Oh, shit. I sounded racist for no reason. Uh, I wish I had a buzzer. I would just. Ah, yeah, buzz me. We used to have one when you bombed. But, but uh, I can at least say Sonic Generations. If it's not my 3D favorite, it is definitely my favorite 3D Sonic game, but it might be my favorite Sonic game. Well, 3D, okay, it's a little unfair to call it a 3D Sonic game because Generations was the one that had 2D and 3D levels. So it has modern Sonic levels and then the classic Sonic side scrolls. The 2D levels are in 3D and they're gorgeous. It has, it's the best of music, it's the best of Sonic. I think splitting them apart is ridiculous and something that had to be done at the time for a deviant art fan base. But seeing that scene interrupted by Shadow was pretty exciting because that's just a different spin. You can put on different types of levels, both of which Shadow could slot into very easily. But Sonic Generations is a, is a game I load up. I load up every couple of years, and like I, I was like, I don't know how this could be prettier, and I haven't seen it in 4K yet, and I'm very excited. It's one of my. It might be my favorite Sonic game. I'm very very excited. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I am excited for you guys to see more of this game. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. Um, we saw more of Judas. Cue the Chris Jericho theme song from AEW. That's Whoa! the new. <laughs> Looks so Bioshock. <laughs> What have I become? Anyway, um, Ken Levine. This is Ken Levine's thing. That is, it's not Bioshock, Michael. Clearly, this but is the not. But it looks a lot like it. That gameplay looks does. so Bioshock. Of course, it does. It really does. No, the, the guy had his head shaved on the side, so it's clearly not the 1940s for once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but other than I, that, yes. <laughs> look, I really liked. All three of those Bioshock games. Yes, I even liked three. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'll I, I can't believe this. it's been, it's been ten years since a Ken Levine game. So like, I'm mad wow. excited. How could you not be? And it looked it looked to me. Correct me if I'm wrong. We had underwater. We had in the sky. Now we have in space. Yep. It space. Like it was the space. space. <laughs> <laughs> this I am excited for this fucking. So first of all. Dave the Diver is coming to PlayStation. Which what the fuck? I can't what? believe I it wasn't the there already. What the? Hold on. Hold on. I just went into theaters to watch Godzilla Minus One. Yep. Minus in color. Black, minus color in black and white. And I, I hate to be a pretentious asshole. It works so much better. See it in black and white if you can. I couldn't be in a more Godzilla mode. And we're talking outside, like, when are we going to be able to see this again? Like, I don't know. That's why we're here, because Toho's so weird with the Godzilla license. They don't give it up for just anything. They don't release everything over in America. It came to Crunchyroll for streaming, and that was it. Uh, what? How the fuck did Dave the Diver land the Godzilla license? Because <laughs> yeah. Dave the Diver is happen? awesome, and everyone wants to work with it. Just the same I reason there's it. The, it was, the Dredge DLC came to Dave the Diver. One of my favorite games of the year, but I did not... That was... When have we had Godzilla in any other game? Kojima has Godzilla footage in his game. Like, never does he show up. Holy shit. And they even have a Monster Hunter version of those games. Where was the Godzilla there? Like, it should have been in a billion other games. It should have been a fighting game character in Tekken 8 before it shows up in Dave the Diver. How did Dave the Diver do this? What pictures do they have of Captain Toho, who was the head of Toho? Uh, Holy shit, I'm so excited. And I never wanted to pick that game up again, by the way, until a proper sequel came out. And now I have to. You have to. I put so much time into that game, and I don't know what else I could get out of it. 
But Godzilla is insane. <laughs> Fucking insane. Godzilla minus zero plus Dave the Diver, the plus headline. Plus a chubby guy with a goatee, which I can <laughs> totally relate to. Yeah, wears Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Godzilla minus zero plus Dave equals fun. They showed off the new Hoyoverse game, Zenless Zone Zero. The three Zs, or... (laughs) As I like to call it. No, I'm sure this game will be fine. Dude, this studio's on a roll, man. They got, what is it, Honkai Star Rail? That name's still ridiculous every time I say that. Zs joining Honkshu Star Rail. uh, Genshin Impact. uh, Neither of those people. This is the... Hey, you like anime characters? Well, how would you like to play some gotcha <laughs> mechanics and win you some anime characters in a variety of gameplay styles? Mm-hmm. So, um, they showed off a bunch of VR stuff. Uh, probably the most exciting to me was there's a Metro Awakening, which is a Metro game in VR. Uh, excited about that. It's the coolest thing about in VR from the, the, the PlayStation conference, but also the biggest condemnation of VR. Why am I most excited to replay experiences I've already played with VR, baby? Have you seen this in VR? Man, like, that's... Holy shit, where's our new VR? Where's your killer app? Like, a remake of a game is never going to do that for people. But that's the one I was the most excited about. Uh, then just some last tidbits here. They showed off. Foam Stars is about to <laughs> launch next week. There's a new Foam Stars trailer. Well, I think that the announcement there is that it's going to hit not PlayStation. It's going to hit PlayStation Plus, and by that I mean not Essentials. You don't have to have the Game Pass version of PlayStation Plus, mm. just the regular version. And that's yeah. where Rocket League hit. Yeah, and I'm yeah, not saying yeah. PlayStation Plus is responsible for Rocket League success. I think it was already a success somewhere on the PC. But that's where I discovered it and couldn't get enough of it because mm-hmm. it was delivered to me free on well, day yeah, one. I think that's true for most people. Who I think, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, it's true for at least millions of people because I'm not trying to shit on Foam Stars, but I saw some developer interview like, I'm tired of people calling this Splatoon and like – I'm tired of you making this look like the Splatoon. Stop making it look so much like Splatoon if you're tired of that. We've seen this trailer like nine times and you don't show us anything and watch this trailer. It's like modes. That's it. Modes. Skins. Characters. Characters? And your multiplayer. We know you like the skins and the characters. <laughs> your bullet point is characters. We already saw those. Like, what are you Options. talking about? They got, they got two arms. They got two legs. It's great. Hey, look. All I'm saying is just multiplayer game out there. You don't all play as the same person. It's brand new. It's never happened. That game's before. got characters. They, that game's they, got really, characters. Oh it, shit! Yeah, it's got, it's oh, got shit. multiple characters. No game has done that in the history of games. Uh, we just had characters. a sick man. Yo, and get this. You Music. can dress them up. Customizably? Nah. You can buy skins, and then you can put them on these multiple characters. No one has done this in the entire games industry. Please invest in my Sniff the Business. Uh, (laughs) Don't know what accent I'm going for. Why am I a Square employee with that accent? Game's going to be fine. But, uh, yeah, foam starts. And also check out Final Fantasy Rebirth. And Helldivers 2, which is also coming soon. Honestly, there are worse things than being compared to Splatoon. Like, that's pretty good if people are comparing you to Splatoon. People love Splatoon. But we've all worked on games, and when you hear the same thing over and over again, even if it's presented positively, Mm. it sounds reductive. True, that's true. Yeah. uh, And I don't mean it to be reductive, but your game is reductive. Eat my ass. (laughs) 
Um, (laughs) (laughs) Here's something that can eat your ass, Chris. Um, Thank you, Maddie. I assumed you were going to cut that out. Instead, you let it transition. The Deus Ex, next Deus Ex game is fucking canceled, man. Uh, Yeah. Uh, In other news, there was a Deus Ex game in the works. Yeah, and lay, uh, canceled because layoffs uh, hit Mo- IDOS Montreal by the Embracer Group. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to focus on the layoff angle as much as... So, apparently in the news, it, it was announced like... Well, they, they didn't announce that Deus Ex is what they were working on, but I think that came out. But it's like the studio now is focusing on original IP versus continuing to work on a Deus Ex. Now, there are a variety of reasons games get canceled. Could be... Mm-hmm. This thing, you know, wasn't shaping up to be what they wanted it to. Although I guess they said it hadn't even started full production yet. And I'm like, mm. uh, yeah, what I, I don't the, understand the, the, is the, why cancel? The voice actor of Adam Jensen came out and like... He hasn't even been contacted. Like, yeah, I wasn't contacted. So it was either something you might not care about or so early in production. These things happen all the time. So so this game, okay, was two years in development. Oh, no. It got canceled. <laughs> but that could be pre-pro. I, I don't know. I don't know where they were in the production life cycle, right? Because you, you can be doing, like, concept shit for a long mm-hmm. time. But anyway, what I don't understand is you got Deus Ex, and, like, granted, Mankind Divided, I don't think it blew the roof off in terms of sales, but it did fine. But, like, if you have to choose between, in a, in a very risky industry, your known established IP that has a good history in terms of, like, review scores, like the Deus Ex mm-hmm. games have been rated extremely highly, or original IP, yeah. I'm probably going to stick with the safer bet of Deus Ex. Like, why is that the one getting canceled, yeah. you know? Other than yeah. those games, at least the last two, they look extremely expensive to if, make. If like, you're smart, and it's, I don't know, I went kind of on a rant on it, but, but like, games should have a life cycle more than four weeks, and... We're excited about Arkham games because a generation of people have discovered Arkham games in a generation where Rocksteady hasn't developed one. Mm. It's been a very long time since Rocksteady made a Batman game, but they're presented to you in sales like they're new. Uh, so, but that, and that's how I discovered every single Deus Ex. Always year or two after it's over. Uh, yeah, like they, they should. They, oh, I remember this got a nine, and now it's down to fourteen bucks. Hmm. Six years into its life cycle, I'll go. totally yeah. buy this. Why? Why can't that be part of a life cycle of a game? Why can't you care about that? I don't know, man. But um, this is so. It's just as a reminder. The reason Embracer even had the ability to do this, they acquired IDOS Montreal from Square Enix, along mm-hmm. with. Um, the Tomb Raider franchise, so they got the Deus Ex franchise in there. So they, I, I bet it, it would have cost them more money to acquire like kind of funny games. Hmm. That, and I'm not shitting on kind of funny games. It's just like, how was this worth less? It was like ten to thirty million dollars for all of this IP, and just like, ah, we don't need it. We're Embracer. Never mind. I'm just yeah. shitting on Embracer, not kind of funny games. Mm-hmm. But I, I think they're. I think I'm just saying. I think they're valued at more than the I, these IPs. And what did you, they made the Gollum game? <laughs> well, oh, and, and the last. That. Well, that's that's. Made, I think one of the reasons they're having to do so much of this restructuring and layoffs is that thing didn't hit. But like, the last ASX game I think came out in 2016. Right. So this is this has mm. been eight years now. This thing was two years in production. It's just like. That means it's going to be at least another just 
just to be conservative, modest is three yeah, years, but game, probably three, probably five years. Like if they're starting yeah, from scratch, like at least another five years before another Deus Ex game, if they decide to restart one. And it's just like, hey, that, that is a very promising series that a lot of people love. Like th- this is the game. What do they call these? Um, it's it's like the Dishonored stuff. What do they call those games where it's, it's immersive sims? Thank you, immersive sims. Like where it's like, hey, you can go stealth. You can go full on guns blazing. You can kind of do some hybrid of things. You can hack shit if you want to in these games. Mm-hmm. They they kind of let you choose your path through the levels, and it's like people love that shit and they love this. I series. like it because you can go guns blazing. When you find out you're losing, you can go stealth. More <laughs> games like that, Fair please. Enough. <laughs> I can't do this right now. Please let me pull myself into an air conditioning. So last <laughs> bit of news. This is something I know Chris has been dying to talk what? about because um, I, I guess you. I mean, you have some local connections there. Uh, And the only reason I'm allowed to include this on our show is because part of this upcoming theme park, the Epic Universe theme park, (laughs) is that is in Orlando where they're going to include Super Mario World, which is already open in Japan in Hollywood. This park sounds fucking phenomenal. Well, okay. Some of it sounds phenomenal to me. Some of it I'm like, "Mm." so this is the park that it's like a super park. They're... With portals, there's like a like a hub portal world that then takes you into like the Super Nintendo world. There is the Harry Potter, like another Harry Potter theme park that built Potter there, world. which is the Ministry of Magic uh, Harry mm-hmm. Potter Park, the Dark Universe Park, oh, the original yeah. Avengers. Uh, I, lo- I, lo- I love that they stuck with that awful title that they abandoned. <laughs> like, yeah, it's gonna, but but still, it's gonna be monsters. Like, kids and adults will love that forever. How to Train Your Dragon? How to Train and Your Dragon? So, so the hub world is called Celestial Park, and that has rides in it too. There's there's attractions mm-hmm. there and stuff. But it's like that's that's where you get to the hub. Which you know, if you know anything about theme park design, like Disneyland is one of the big pioneers there. Of like. You go down Main Street, there's a big hub. All the worlds are little spokes off that hub. No, I, when, when I talked to Warren Spector about Epic Mickey's, like, I don't know if no one noticed this, but, like, most 3D games are structured like Disneyland. Mm. You walk out into this one area where you learn shit, and then you look to your left, right, front, and center, and it's spoked. You, you can, if it's open world, you can walk to the left, right, back, front. That's that's how theme parks are structured. Mm. And not to, this is not the kind of podcast. Matt, the, the the interesting thing here is that Epic Universe is not connected to Universal. Yeah, it's it's, it's, its own park, right? It's all standalone. W- well, it, it like if you you can buy like a train to it, but like it's not like California Adventure, it's not like MGM or Hollywood Studios or Animal Kingdom. It's not. You have to like get on an exit, like a yeah. like a like a, a fucking Orlando exit to get to. Yeah. But the big thing here is that it will be the only park in the country with a Donkey Kong coaster. And the Donkey Kong coaster is going to be like Donkey Kong Country, the minecart level where your cart separates from, from the, the rails. Track. Oh, yeah. That seems like a phenomenally bad idea. Well, I'm sure you're not going to really do that. And I've seen a bunch of designs, but these are there's a lot of people speculating on one that's, that's going to be, but that is the high point of the thing. You're going to be fired off the rails and connect and obviously you'll be connected to something the entire time. I'm mm. not mm. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> but 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 like how, it could be exhilarating. Like uh I don't know if you've been on Everest in Disney World, Animal Kingdom, right outside of Pandora, when you're being fired towards like a broken track that the Yeti has ruined, it's terrifying. 
and now you're going to fly over it. I'm so excited. I'm looking at schematics of this thing. It like looks like it keeps the cart on an arm that's like there's a track under the track. uh, So it's mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's one of those things. Like, this is something you would build in Roller Coaster Tycoon as a way to murder Park. Maybe, (laughs) but but if there's an an illusion to your eye. And why am I talking to Michael about this? Would you go on this roller coaster? No. No. (laughs) But but I'm not a roller coaster person, honestly. I know, I I know. I don't like them. One of the last things I did in California is ride a shitload of coasters with Diana mm-hmm. of uh, 30 2010 fame and also Michael's wife fame. Yep. I'm like, where's Michael? He's like, he hates this shit. <laughs> he didn't even come. <laughs> he didn't even come. Uh, <laughs> I also wasn't invited, but that's fine. But, 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 I wouldn't on. have wanted to. I don't know which one comes first, though. So this is coming to Orlando. I guess they also announced, I think we talked about this in the show, that... The Donkey Kong coaster will come to Japan. I don't know who's getting it first because this theme park also launches this year in Florida, right? Like it's over well, this I year. I want to say it's it was supposed to launch two years ago. The pandemic. I'm pretty sure 2025 is a more accurate date. But if you don't remember how Florida works, they will open a theme park with one working ride and well, let people Florida pay works. and be I like, miserable. <laughs> I like that Is that how Florida works? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's not how Universal uh that's not how Universal Hollywood act. It was always something that built on itself and then charged more. Universal Hollywood op- or Universal Florida opened up with like two working rides, charged full price. That explains people- the va- that explains the the uh, pandemic and the vaccines. Florida just opened up like, yeah, we we got half the Johnson and Johnson vaccine worker. That one's just as good as the others. You guys mm-hmm. should it's fine. I got I got the f- that's half the Pfizer, um, but but the but um, the, the the only thing I had in my notes that is noteworthy about this: this is the single largest investment in Donkey Kong made in the last ten years. <laughs> wow. Nintendo has not invested this hard in Donkey Kong, and if you look at the prices of theme parks, they may not have invested this much in Mario. But uh, what what this fascinatingly does and this is way big sidebar for way later on a lot of American capitalist countries are acquisition happy and nobody owns Nintendo yet and it would make more sense to for Universal to be the first buyer but Disney has already bought IP out from under Universal several times hmm. Simpsons is just rumor is going to close it would be kind of crazy if Universal bought them, considering that there was the lawsuit that basically, you know, set Nintendo's yeah. trajectory. That's, that's what the origin of Nintendo's litigiousness is U- Universal suing them over a Donkey Kong license that they, they didn't own, a mm-hmm. King Kong license that they, they did right. not own. Yep. And they lost. And Nintendo's like, will will be vid- and we don't know. This is a, this is all headcanon from other people, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Nintendo's like, hey, we're about- pretty good at this. What, what I do know about Japanese con- uh, companies, like, they might throw away the opportunity for more money to go with people they know. Mm. And that will be universal now. And everybody everybody and their mothers predicted, why hasn't Nintendo bought, or uh, Disney bought Nintendo yet? That's the last thing they need. They'll get the whole Infinity Gauntlet after that. And... Why haven't they? Because Nintendo doesn't want to sell, and they're a foreign company, and they're not in the stock market, yep. and you can't do that. Once they have the full Infinity Gauntlet, they can snap their fingers and lay off half their workforce. Exactly. Yeah. Again, we, I think we said that with a Microsoft acquisition. We didn't talk about that the other week, but like, it's good for 
us as Game Pass subscribers, it's bad for everyone else in the games industry. Mm-hmm. We said that a oh, billion times. We talked times. about it last week. We talked about yeah. that yeah. was the first time we'd mentioned a bunch of layoffs because it was uh, just We the said stats, that was going to happen. That, the stats that always from that happens. survey. Yeah, the, the, only the only England survey. calls them redundancies, but that's what they are. You don't need this many people marketing, promoting, uh, or even starring in this much. Anyway, sorry. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but the Nintendo Park fucking fascinates me. And that the idea that, like, how... Donkey Kong? If I was Universal, I would have swatted that to the ground. Zelda world, assholes. Eat my yeah. dick. Zelda or nothing. <laughs> uh, but Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong will be... Donkey Kong... Because, Matt, you know how rides work. Um, or how the theme park business works. It all Donkey works Kong like will end up. Donkey Kong will end up being the most advanced ride for like seven years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, <laughs> like, like the same way Avatar is now. You say they would have preferred a Zelda world, but at the same time, the people running theme parks probably just see like Gorilla, Monkey, Instant Cash. Let's do that over like mm-hmm. pointy eared elf, half elf boy or That's whatever right. the fuck. We can is. capitalize so, off this Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes trailer. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'm very happy about it, though. I love well, Donkey, Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong being in the Mario movie, maybe they're like, hey, kids have seen mm-hmm. this movie, so they'll recognize yeah. this character. <laughs> We're jumping track. <laughs> that was, you could tell that was a big bet because that tech has been in the works for years. And like the fact that that was such a popular part of that movie, like you know they were like, yes. Like I, I'm, I'm really, like as a gamer, non-cynically honored that that's what someone connected with Donkey Kong. Like a, a, a roller coaster slash minecart portion because that was the best part about donkey kong country yeah it was one of which them, is yeah. a, an abandoned franchise for the most part i mean you know tropical freeze got a switch remaster but yeah, has there's been game. one donkey kong years game ago. in 10 years and yep. it's got fair. two versions fair oh there's one coming this year but with mario but, versus you know you know mm. in, in how theme parks work they don't Fucking, you do not want to build a ride that's not only going to be unpopular, or like, uh, they almost built a WWE theme park. What a horrible thing that would look like right now. <laughs> ah, that's a big model at the Vince McMahon. Look, he's holding hands with Chris Benoit like Mickey. Uh, but, if you stand underneath you, you, him, he'll <laughs> shit on you. <laughs> Listen, pal, this roller coaster has the same name as one of my sex toys. <laughs> he named his sex toys after wrestlers. He did. He uh, did. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. This one with the Swiss Army button is called the Ray Mysterio. Sorry. This is not a laughing matter. These are bad things. Uh, Direct all your negativity towards me on social media platforms. I won't respond to you. It's an but, uncircumcised uh, sex toy. You gotta take its mask off. But, <laughs> but I'm not I'm not kidding. Like it really warms my heart that like that. Donkey Kong slid in so well to a theme park thing through the it's associated with Don't ever say Donkey Kong slid in so well ever. (laughs) Look, Matt, I didn't ask you I didn't ask you to imagine his face and unblinking gaze. We were just talking about sex toys and you said Donkey Kong slid in so well. I didn't ask you to imagine his face and unblinking gaze in the Mario Kart very hard emblem underneath it. Um, And then he's laughing at me like Seth Rogen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh boy alright that's all the news fit to play alright let's move on to community segment which is always a segment in our community uh, last week's question of the week you might remember was what's your favorite game ripoff ripoff game a game that's a ripoff of another more successful game uh, Anthony you weren't here last week do you have a favorite 
Toshin Din. It's got to be Toshin Din. <laughs> I'm wondering if this counts. I was thinking uh, Gotham City Imposters, which I always thought was kind of a ripoff of Team Fortress. Yeah, huh. yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. A, a which was a game actually first-person shooter with no Batman or Joker in it, just people who worked for them. <laughs> but yeah, it's like a class-based multi-shooter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. yeah. I, I I think I actually played it before I played Team Fortress. I actually liked it, like you know, decent amount when it came out. Of course, because you know being. DC Comics and Batman got my attention, but like I actually really had a lot of fun with that game when it was out. Yeah, me too. Me cool. too. It's hard to remember what it was I liked about it, but it, we did stream it, so it's yeah. out well, there. It had, it had an interesting personality, and I think it's still playable. Like, you can still play mm. it on PC. Um, it still exists. But anyway, um, from the official Laser Time community on Facebook, Matt Cody Wardell says, I have a soft spot for the PS1 kart racer Chocobo Ooh. Racing. Blatant ripoff of well-respected kart racer, you know the one. Walt Disney World <laughs> Quest, a magical racing one. tour. That's the one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Chocobo Racing has great remixed Uematsu music, a charming pop-up storybook campaign mode, and the fun ability to steal opponents' abilities right off the tail of collected magicite orbs behind them before they collect three and turn their fire into Firaga, for example great item system that Mario Kart could take a page from. Excuse me. Oh, sorry. Excuse me, <laughs> Disney. <laughs> you didn't need to fucking link that up. No, uh, I, I, but, I wasn't but, following the reasoning. But uh, I remember doing research on that. That was... I think it, you think it's... We all consider it common to have like a game with currency where you can unlock music, Final Fantasy music and cloud in a game. Mm-hmm. This probably was the first game to do it. Hmm. It was. <laughs> like, that, that, that technology didn't really exist yet outside of Chocobo Racer. It's so... You have to do so much to unlock cloud. It's the only time I've pirated a save from someone else because you have to beat the game like 16 times oh, or some geez. shit. That's that's uh, yeah. I think you originally had to do something as ridiculous to unlock him in the arcade air gates, but then uh, ah! I think he's unlocked by default in the home version. Oh shit! Can I read David Garber's? I'm Please. gonna read David Garber's Gabor. only because I remember this this game he's talking about and how I was forced to cover this by whoever my boss was. And like, why isn't this doing more business? <laughs> that was always... <laughs> this has so many characters in it. While no means a perfect game, says David Garber, I always had a soft spot for PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Oh, nice. While Super Smash Brothers is fundamentally a better game in all of the ways, I actually found uh, All-Stars an easier party game to get people into and play, both based on the controls, uh... And relying on um, on a super move to knock people out. Yeah, if I, it's insane. If I remember that right, which I don't, I think you like it wasn't like Smash where you had to whittle down someone's health bar to the point where you could knock them out. You had to build up a meter to activate a super move, and then you could yeah. knock out one of your opponents. Sort of like and thrill kill that way. Yeah, if you've ever wanted to see a big daddy eliminated by fat princess. Mm-hmm. The the fourth character announced. Yeah, we couldn't we couldn't get solid snake, so we got right in the <laughs> <laughs> Or uh one of those infamous guys, uh 
they're in here, aren't they? Um, yeah, I yeah. think Cole is in this yeah, one. Cole. So. Yeah, Cole is in it, and um, fucking... The Dead Rising 2 guy is in it, and DMC Dante. Mm-hmm. And Bioshock, um, Mr. Rico from Heavenly Sword. Para- Parappa the Rappa yep. can beat up. Yep. Again. <laughs> no, it, was, it was a fun little novelty, and everybody just like, no, I don't want to smash Brothers Rip off. Yep. But, it was kind of the attitude. Mm-hmm. Strange. And the the final boss was like the screaming purple head from the early PlayStation ads. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Clever. From uh, Bluesky, Ricky Lisi, mine is definitely Perfect Dark. GoldenEye was great, but Perfect Dark just clicked with me more. I felt the maps were better and enjoyed the greater variety of options with the weapons. I spent countless hours playing with my friends. GoldenEye is a classic. Perfect Dark is my favorite. I... You know, I kind of agree with that because I played yeah, both of these, but yeah. man, we played so much more Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark is fantastic, but can you really call it a ripoff if it's by the same people? I mean, oh. it was like, hey, we lost the license, let's remake yeah. the yeah. game and mm-hmm. spiritual successor. Spiritual successors are kind of rip offs. It is the better it's the better Goldeneye, and at this point I think rather than buy an expansion pack, I had moved on to paying Gateway a shitload of uh, APR on a PC. <laughs> and so there was better ways to get this thrill. So I didn't spend a ton of time in Perfect Dark, but everyone I played Goldeneye was moving on into PC Counter-Strike shooters. But but I think you can't argue Perfect Dark is the best evolution of Goldeneye. Yeah. It is Goldeneye 2 in all but name. One of the best games on N64 for sure. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this is a controversial one. Let's see. From the Hell site, formerly known Ooh. as uh, tr- Twitter, Chuck Mangione with a one in there. Um, Chuck Mangione. Splinter Cell. Ooh. Metal Gear Solid made stealth a genre. How do you make your own? Ubisoft added Tom Clancy and some sweet goggles. These games turned out to be more than cash grabs and had multiplayer that Metal Gear could never compete with. Hoping for a revival or a remake, I I guess I'd never thought of Splinter Cell as a ripoff of Metal Gear. Me either. I, I think the gameplay is very distinct. Um, I think the, yeah, because yeah, it's that's an absolute evolution over Metal yeah, Gear. The, the, the whole you know stealth secret agent who's you know goes in the shadows is unseen. Like that's similar to what Metal Gear does for sure. And uh, I love those when you see people <laughs> running Metal Gear now and uh, knock knock knock, huh? And they run around like one inch from the guy on the other side. <laughs> knock, knock, knock. Huh? It is a terrible stealth game, the first Metal Gear. And whereas uh, Splinter Cell isn't. It, yeah. Like it uses shadow and sound. Splinter Cell and a way that, does things mm. that are still very impressive today. Like, yeah. yeah. Like cloth physics. Like if somebody's standing with like their back to a tent, you can go up and cut a slit in the tent and grab them through it. Um, it's, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, really just an amazing series but you uh, can fire an automatic weapon in a stealth game and still be stealth in Metal Gear mm-hmm. it's amazing yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see Meowstodon at Meowstodon says the best classic Castlevania in quotes Curse of the Moon depending on how you want to play the game it's Castlevania 1-3 or you can kill and absorb your friends and it turns into Ninja Gaiden the length and difficulty are perfect, and there's so many paths and endings. Beautiful game. Mm. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. Like, how weird is it that, like, 
they Iga had this crowdfunding campaign for for Bloodstained, and then it was Curse of the Moon, the weird little NES side game that was a bonus. They came out, and it's like this is so much better than anything else right now. It was great. I loved I, the sequel was hard as shit. I just remember mm-hmm. like yeah. I, I got I kind of got stuck in the sequel, but the original was fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Again, head cannon. I'd like to think he was never given a fair. Sh- cut of the profits at a, uh, the company he was working for. Because like there are no that. gamers. There are mostly no game residuals, mm. but he made this one Bloodstained franchise and never made anything again because he did not have to. Headcanon. Yep. Don't know. Well, they, they've they added a ton to those games over the years. Totally. So, yeah. It's it's all it's almost a live service game at this point. It's, it, it's in their best interest, but it's just like uh, a person... This is a bad way to put this. A person desperate enough to be on Kickstarter never asked anyone for money again and then mm. never gave, made another game again. <laughs> Did he make that much money off this? Maybe. Does if Japan have, have better team? socialist retirement program? <laughs> I know they won't let me move there, but mm-hmm. maybe we can adopt some of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What always puts me off about the about playing through Bloodstained is like getting into like the castle foyer and stuff and like. Look at all these portraits on the walls that are clearly just drawn over photographs of r- various high-end contributors. Various incels yeah. who hate The Last Jedi. Uh-huh. I reached In that part of Sea of Stars where it's <laughs> like, hey, there's this place you should visit. It's just a graveyard that pays tribute to all the people who kickstarted this game. Well, and as like, long as they're dead. Is one of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah we killed them all. <laughs> In, in loving memory. <laughs> Thanks for the money. Sorry, Michael. I missed that. Jesus. Uh, all right. As long as they're no longer with us, I'll yeah. support it. We have a couple of video responses. Uh, first is from Cody Smith from Night Owl Gaming, who says... What's up, Video Game Apocalypse? Cody here. I'm out here at the skate park. I just uh, picked up this new uh, skate deck for my wall. Um, it's going to go uh, in the center of, of my general YouTube set that you guys have seen in the last couple uh, videos, but I thought you guys would get a kick out of this Hi-Fi Rush deck, but yeah, nice. so uh, mm. this is not the game that I want to talk about. The game that I want to talk about today is Grind Session for the PS1. And mm. boy, this was a game mm. that screams, we have Tony Hawk Skater at home if ever there was one. Now, I actually really <laughs> liked this game, and this was obviously the game that my mom got instead of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, uh, because number one, she just didn't care. Number two, uh, this one was an E-rated instead of T-rated. But Grind Session, which came out on the PS1 in 2000, uh, actually had two of my favorite skaters, Willie Santos, who was a big uh, skater on Vans, um, and Daewon Song, who is one of the most technical skaters in the game. He's a uh, Korean skater uh, that's super technical, and uh, he actually co-owns Almost Skateboards with uh, Rodney Mullen, who uh, they've done a whole bunch of Rodney vs. Daewon videos, and they're all amazing the one area that I will say that this game actually held its own in is the soundtrack. And now I know, I know, I know the Tony Hawk soundtracks are totally awesome and kick ass, but this game actually introduced me to a lot of acts that I would continue to follow for some time, including Black Flag. Nice. It's E. Jurassic 5. Dr. Octagon. I do indeed And man or ass wow. Phenomenal lineup here. I've seen Well that's every all for me this week. Those. Thank you guys as always for the great show and we'll see you all next week. 
Did he throw an owl, owl sound? How do you do, owl? fellow kids? Yeah, it's Night Owl, it's night owl Gaming. I, I, I uh, care thank so you again little for about the... music. Fantastic video, Cody. Yes, Go ahead. I care so little about music. I've seen all of these acts live. Every single one. Wow. Multiple times. Yeah, um, Willie um, Santos. That was my my skate deck in high school. I had uh, one that he designed say, with Ryu you, on it you? from Street Fighter. Wow! All right. Oh, nice. But, I was just going to say, who can forget their first grind session? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Taking it back to high school days, hey boys. Um, I made my dick bleed on my zipper. Oh, no. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Night Owl Gaming. Go give them a go. Get, go give them a like and subscribe. That was yeah. That's a great. Yeah. Point. Yeah. Yeah. Those soundtracks are just so introductory. Wonderful. And uh, Nick Decline says, oh, it's a video via Threads. Great name. We can do videos on Threads now. Threadios. <laughs> Threadios. Video's really hard right. to do on the internet, Michael. Here, here we go. <laughs> hey, VGA. This is Nick answering the question of the week. What's a game that's your favorite that can be considered a ripoff of a more successful game? I'm going to use my vinyls to kind of go through this. So obviously I could pick Streets of Rage, better game to me than Double Dragon or Final Fight. Sorry, Chris. People with platformers. <laughs> I love Spinch way more than Super Meat Rhythm games, I'd rather play Friday Night Funkin' than play Parappa the Rapper. Yeah. My favorite's gotta be Sable. This could be considered a ripoff of Zelda Breath of the Wild. It has the same kind of cell shading, shaded animation, uh, you're not really given any really specific goal. Uh, you just go out and explore. There's puzzles to do. The difference between Zelda and Sable, Sable doesn't have any combat. But the cool part about Sable is that you'll see like huge statues in the distance. And you're like, how do I get to that? I want to get to that. Climb up it, search the bridge, find the hidden eggs and stuff like that. Uh, you collect masks in the game to basically figure out what you're, you're on basically a, a journey to find out who you want to be as an adult. Um, so you could be like, you know, get the merchant mask, or you could be a mechanic. Um, so those give you some kind of bonuses. But I was, I fell in love with the game. I did everything I could do in it. Got all the achievements. Did not get all the eggs though, because that would be a bitch. But it was just neat to see like what's over that horizon. That's all. Have a great day. Thank you, Nick. Okay, new question of the week. Which which fighting game character from any franchise, as long as it's a fighting franchise, deserves the Death by Degrees treatment, a.k.a. the Mortal Kombat Mythologies Sub-Zero treatment, getting their own spin-off action game? Well, I'm going to give a shout-out to at least Matt and Sonic, because like, that awesome Sonic mystery, murder mystery game that came out, mm. what a fun thing to do. Are you so, saying from someone from Sonic the Fighters deserves a Sonic spinoff game? That's a cheat. It, was Matt a character in this? The, look, what I'm saying is Zangief deserves an Octodad game. That's <laughs> that's what I would like. Oh, he kind of <laughs> looks like a... Yeah, not Octodad. I, I, I thought you were talking about Dream Daddy. I'm like, Zangief could be a Dream Daddy character. I want to. Sure. Well, he, he is a Dream Daddy to a lot of people. <laughs> yes. But I want to see him squeeze into his suit and possess a family he doesn't own. Uh, and okay. had never sired because... He has no interest and, in and that. And also, he's lost all control over his limbs, and you have to use both analog exactly. sticks to try. And he's trying exactly. to do a lariat, and it's just a floppy lariat. He's so committed to the USSR, he has Gorbachev tattoos all over his body. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> he even just got a splotch on his forehead. Just a tattoo no, of a splotch. No. <laughs> in solidarity. Oh, 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 oh. It gives him plus 10 to strength. 
Yeah. Take my children and I break your arms. <laughs> I got I got a little bit of a cheat, but here's why. So everyone knows I love me some Ninja Gaiden. And Hayabusa has been a character in the Dead or Alive series for a long time. Now, mm-hmm. the other supporting characters in the Dead or Alive series, some of them have appeared with him in Ninja Gaiden. In Ninja Gaiden. But there's... Yeah. The women of Dead or Alive deserve better than fucking beach volleyball games is what I'm saying. None of this she kicks high bullshit. Give me a spin-off ninja game with Ayane, with Kasumi, with with all of the you know the main kind of characters that you're used to seeing in Dead or Alive. This give them a game. Like if you're not going to do Ninja Gaiden, fine. Just give me those characters in yeah. a Ninja Gaiden-esque action game. There's ninjas. They're all there's a bunch of ninjas in this fucking series. We deserve to have more than just Ryu running around it's doing the Ninja Gaiden thing. You're still making games. How come you're not making games any of these established characters? Makes no sense. Yeah. They're awesome. I've always wanted to know more about characters like Ayane outside of the fighting game experience or just her, like, throwing a shuriken note to Ryu in mm-hmm. Ninja Gaiden games. Like, let me play as her, please. That'd be dope. Oh, you! I kind of love I, I want to be the one throwing the shuriken notes to my senpai. <laughs> That's right. <Yeah. laughs> Sticking in her... <laughs> Sticking in her solar plexus. Shut up. <laughs> I want to. I want to go back to Street Fighter and and kind of on the idea I was thinking about earlier, where we take Chun Li and her story of trying to to get revenge on Embice and Shadow Lao, yep, killing yep. her dad, whatever. But let's also take Rocksteady and bring them back in and Ooh. make it like a detective game for Chun Li. You know, she's traveling the world trying to find like she can't get to bites and she's kind of a step behind but she's also got awesome combat you know like a kind of like an action detective story game for her something better than that terrible movie that that they made for her she's always supposed to be special forces undercover yet she wears the most conspicuous outfit in the world like you can spot her in a crowd is what i'm saying she's got the hair it's not her fault not her fault but but i think you're correct we deserve chun li cutting through a lot of people complaining about how hungry they are with a spinning bird kick, because that's all <laughs> Batman does. Ah, oh, I'm so cold and hungry. You asshole. Bam, boom, boom, crippled forever. <laughs> are you saying Batman just needed a Snickers, like, this whole time? Yeah, He's just yeah. been very He was hungry. angry, Matt. He was angry. <laughs> I just want to see Batman do the spinning bird kick now that you said that. Spinning <laughs> bat kick. Spinning bird kick. <laughs> And I'm wearing hockey pads. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think my answer, since you you did did Chun-Li, is uh, the combat kids from Mortal Kombat X or 10. (laughs) Uh, Cassie Cage, um, the one that's sort of like Scorpion, the one with the bow. uh, I'm blanking on their names. Uh, Jax's daughter. Like, give them their own Special Forces spinoff. Um, make make it like a stealth adventure game. Make it so that they each have like complementary abilities, and you can tackle missions in different ways by switching characters. Then make it all all that, but also have it be a mildly enslaved kids incorporated rhythm game hmm. where they have to sing popular pop songs <laughs> reluctantly against their will for the Disney Channel. Who's that made and- kids incorporated? What are you making this game for fifty year olds and? A- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, maybe I should have gone with a new Mickey Mouse Club. Uh, a more current reference. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. Shut up, Matt. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so if you could spin off any fighting game character into their own action game. He makes one current Shorzy reference that we don't get, and he lashes out <laughs> at me like that. Unbelievable. Sorry for your plug interruption. If what do you say, you... boys? Time to close out a show, boys. What do yeah. you say? No, come I on, don't come think on, so. come on. Pitter patter. <laughs> uh, if you could spin off any fighting game character into their own action franchise, who would it be? Let us know. Go to the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer. Ping us on Twitter, Threads, or uh, Blue Sky at VG Apocalypse and let us know. Uh, but anyway, that's been our show. Let's go out with some plugs. Uh, Anthony, where can Anthony. people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Bruce Wayne Brady, also <laughs> on Twitch as Bruce Wayne Brady, where I've been streaming and playing a lot of Tekken 8. Uh, also on Blue Sky at Bruce Wayne Brady 44. But yeah, so I'll be uh, playing and posting probably about Tekken 8 for quite a while, so you can find me there. Sweet. And I, I do more want to plug. Why hasn't there been a... If you're going to make a Chun-Li movie, like, why hasn't there been a Chun-Li game? Like, why couldn't there be a Ryu, Ken... Anybody game like that? Like it's just an untapped resource. And again, Final Fight. I don't want to mention it. Um, oh, that'd be so cool. But um, thirty twenty ten this week. Not only am I arguing with Michael's wife about how great Ace Ventura is, <laughs> despite one of the most like transphobic scenes in history. Mm-hmm. Uh, we. We're able to watch a movie the majority, overwhelming majority of the country has never seen that is 30 years old. Um, And I don't want to say what it is here. I don't want to say how he got it. But thanks to that person, I cannot believe... It's an unbelievable luxury to have seen something no one in the world has access to. And we have seen seen it, and we are going to talk about it for a very long time. In addition to... The Lego movie, which I said to Diana, Michael, I hope that wasn't the last movie we saw in theaters together. It might be. It, it's not, because Diana's like, we saw Marvel movies every time oh, yeah, they came true, out. So, true, yeah. But that was the one time where, like, I heard the Lego movie's really good. Like, yeah, I heard they do this and this. Like, it's Sunday. Let's just go see it. Like, why are we talking yeah. about this on our the, phones? The Sony Metreon is like a, a ten minute walk from here. Yeah, and we just we just like fuck yeah, fuck fuck food, and we're just we just went and did it. And like, I wish I did that more often in my life. And that's what it reminded me of. Um, that's my plug. Do things like that more often in your life. Ah, fuck. Who cares? Yeah, fuck it. Mm. Uh, go hang out with your friends. Find reasons. Matt, anything else? Uh, let's see. I just had an amazing idea spin-off video game series. Chris, let me pitch it to you real quick. This is my mm. plug. Okay, 1988's Red Heat. But Ooh. instead of Arnold Schwarzenegger, it just stars Mike Hagar with Zangief <laughs> as, the, as the Georgian <laughs> slash Russian guy. Wow. Hard-boiled detective drama featuring two You can Street tell Fighter he used to work in movies because mm. he made one genius move and got rid of Jim Belushi altogether. <laughs> in <laughs> one fell like, swoop. Holy shit. I made two buff guys money. instead of one. And yes. yeah, you want to yeah. see that, don't Why you? Why do we need Jim Belushi? Like some guy to, <laughs> is this really Russia? <laughs> this guy's strong. Fuck Jim Belushi forever. I wish he was dead. Exactly. The, the most climactic scene in that movie would be to see if both Sangief and Mike Hager could fit in the same elevator. 
at the same time. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah. It's probably where they end up kissing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just rubbing their bare chests against each other in close quarters. Jeez, they're not bare chests. They got like a strap going across. Uh, the well, chest. Mike has a strap. <laughs> he has uh, one leather strap. Z- Zangief has like the weird triangle of chest hair. <laughs> <laughs> Which might also be a scar. I can never yeah, tell what's a yeah, scar yeah. on his body. Yeah, that, that's the only thing, like, because I am now approaching the age where I am fat and hairy enough to, to cosplay as Zangief. <laughs> I've never seen both. It's always a not hairy, thin guy or a tubby guy with no hair who has to add that tuft. And it's like, I think I'm about to reach peak Zangief <laughs> cosplay where I can get some abs and cosplay as Zangief. It's, the it's, costume I, is basically chest hair and a speedo. I'm also going to have to add three inches to myself. I'm going to have to like be the <laughs> yeah. most disgusting version of Jack Reacher mm-hmm. ever. It's it's never Thank like you. yeah power lifters like the guys who should be Zangie. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, la- Patreon.com/slash/LaserTime. There you go. Look, so. we're still making good quality content. You folks got to go, and I'm going to guilt you. I'm going to do this every so often. Like if you listen to us on a weekly basis. And don't contribute to the show. It's like, oh, come on. You're right there. We're giving you this content. This is the free stuff. Give us that money to support the shows because that's what it goes toward. This upcoming, we we are talking to Steve Guntley and uh, Jared Hornbeck from uh, Puppet Masters, Castle Freaks, and Cinema Arcade about Terminator. Like the first Terminator from 40 years ago, which is my dad made me see that in order for me to see Terminator 2 and fall in love with it and I never really thought about Terminator again and it's it's a fascinating first film and it's what makes James Cameron he was a decent <laughs> deliver he, he was a decent writer he was a decent director he made Piranha 2 and then Terminator and the whole world changed after that uh, in terms of movies it's very interesting to talk about patreon.com slash laser time five bucks is all we ask you can't even get a happy meal for that anymore. So no, um, no, it's probably a bad pitch, but mm. um, <laughs> you know, cheaper than a happy meal. <laughs> As always, you can visit us online at the official Laser Time community on Facebook. Visit us on Twitter, Threads, or Blueski at VG Apocalypse. Visit me personally. Follow me personally at Wikiparas. W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. That has been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Remember when I found, like, in my head on the show, I found out my Shorzy impression is the same as my Jordan Peterson impression? It really mm-hmm. is. It yeah, really like, is. Uh, oh, fucking lobsters and uh, uh, hierarchies and, uh, you know. The same as They're going to send me to social media training. What the fuck does that what? even mean? What is that? <laughs> I'm not putting on a fucking mask again, no matter what happens. <laughs> my wife and I have sex two times a day. You're so- I dress like the Joker, so I'm not subject to tyranny. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs>